Oh, I wish we were live. I wish the show was live, but it's not. It's not. Tom, the show's live. What? It's live? Well, how about that? As the late, great Mel Allen used to say when he talked about baseball, how about that? And congratulations to none of the baseball players because the Hall of Fame announcements were just uh, announced and no one got in this year. How is it that Donald Trump didn't make Pete Rose a priority? Right? How is that literally not possible that he did not, like, demand that he be reinstated? Does that seem like the most on-brand kind of thing for him to be like, the, the Pete Rose is a hero. He's going to be uh, celebrated. I demand that baseball reinstate him or I'll levy attacks against baseball. That's what I picture. But he didn't. He didn't. Which is why he's a class act. Mr. Trump was a, I'll say this. Did I agree with him on everything? No, of course not. I didn't. Was he a class act? Undeniably. <laughs> I can't even say that without somebody would be like, get on me. People yelled at me for making jokes as if the strike one stuff was going to somehow get out of hand and somehow lead to a, Dummies would believe because people would be like, "Oh, I get it, you." But dummies don't. I don't care. What dummies are going to be dumb? Dummies are going to dumb. Let them dumb. What are we doing tonight? Well, well, how about that? We got a grand program planned for you. We got. uh we're going to do the conclusion of the top fifty crab apples of all time. We will get to the bottom of the list. There's some reshaping and restructuring I want to happen on this list. A few things are out of, uh, out of place on it and they will be rectified before the list is signed off on and certified and sent, uh, to Congress where they will vote on it. Mitch McConnell will be like, I just want to say, we got the list, we got, uh, Marky Smith on the list. I want to do a filibuster about Marky Smith. Why he's not as crabby as Terry Hall from the specials in Fun Boy 3. Well, we'll cross that road when we get to it. But tonight we do that. We got, uh, I guess we'll be hearing from Rogo tonight. Scott Rogowski will be checking in to, uh, to get feedback on the fish music I listened to that he recommended. And I listened to all of it and I listened to it, uh, with, gave it my full attention. I listened to the things more than once so that I could discuss fish like an expert. What do you call fish? Fish, fish, fish fans, fisher, fisher, fisherman. I don't know. But tonight we got crabs and fish. It's like a regular uh, uh, Long John Silver's up in here, right? We're talking about fish. We're talking about crab. 
apples. Next thing you know, we're going to talk about Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Jason, you ever have those Cheddar Bay Biscuits at the the Red Lobster? Oh, all the time. All the time? All the time. I mean, in West Virginia, that was a big meal. Like, Sure. That was a celebration. And what, would they throw one down for you? Everyone down the hole? Yeah. Yeah, you... Yeah, whoever could catch it in their mouth got to keep it. Sure, like a big boss man throws down a down a Cheddar Bay biscuit. Yeah, it's like chum. This is for you animals down there mining. The Cheddar Bay biscuits coming down at noon. You get ready. One of you gets it. Cheddar chum. Oh, I just found a Cheddar Bay Biscuit. The, the boss threw a Cheddar Bay Biscuit down into the mine. Oh, this is delicious. This is the greatest day of my life. Have you had a Cheddar Bay Biscuit since the pandemic started? Uh, yes. I've probably ordered Red Lobster maybe four or five times since the pandemic started. They realize you live in New York City, right? You, yeah, you're not. We've got a great Red Lobster right there in Times Square. Yeah, I'm sure it's so Part different than all the other Red Lobsters. Oh, we've got a good red lobster. We've got a good red lobster over here. Not one of those, uh, not one of those lousy red lobsters. Yeah. You understand how chain restaurants work, Jason? Oh, it all, do you? It's all, it's all the same. It's all wonderful. Yeah. Look, I, if you say it's all wonderful, that's one thing, but you're, you're hyping the, the Times Square red lobster as if it's got something going on that isn't at the other ones. They were there at one point in time, Chris and I did wonder if they had a different chef. Than the other ones because it was so good. Chef. That a different chef. Yeah, it was the naked cowboy. <laughs> Times Square Red Lobster. Oh, look, I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it the Times Square Red Lobster. Of course I would. You kidding? The garbage I eat. At this point, uh, my, my menu's uh, like a chud. I like a chud. That actually is my follow-up book. is going to be called Eat Like a Chud. It's my guide, the, the Tom Sharplin Guide to Diet and Exercise. Live like a chud. Do you know what a chud is, Jason? It's uh, one of those, uh, like, was it like a sewer dweller? They live in toilets? Cannibalistic. They don't live in toilets. That's, that's where the chuds live. No, they live in the under in the underbelly in the sewer. But don't they come up through the toilets? No, that's a good question. You might be right. I don't know. I don't know if a chud comes up out of a toilet, though. I don't think they use doors. So a chud's like a vampire? You got to invite it in? I don't, I mean, if you leave the toilet seat up, that's Mm -hmm. almost an invitation. Which is why I always leave it down. Cannibalistic. Humanoid. What's the H stand for? I think it's humanoid. Humanoid? Humanoid, yeah. Urban. What's the U? Urban. Underground? Underground. Yeah, and the D? Dweller. Dweller. Yeah. Eat like a chud. Live like a chud. Hi, I'm Tom Sharpling. And do you, are you feeling, are you feeling real mopey in 2021? Well, you gotta start living like a chud. And I'm gonna show you how. First thing, let's get down in the sewer. Come on, climb down that weird ladder. 
God help me if I ever climb down one of those sewer ladders. Like the manhole gets lifted, and then you see that ladder that goes down. Oh, I ain't going down no chud, chud ladder. You know what? Or maybe I am. I'll go down a chud ladder. What do I, what do I care? It's 2021. I'm here for adventure. And now I already got Ma- Mary's going after me on Twitter. Red Lobster's perfectly fine. Oh, I know it is. I know it's perfectly fine. I know it's perfectly fine. You don't think I know that? Come on, Mary. Look who you're talking to. I'm just saying you think Jason might, uh, when's the last time you ate at, uh, uh, the, the one place on 40th, uh, street, the, uh, the Carmines? Um, family style. It was definitely before pandemic, but I want to say it was January before pandemic. All right. We went on a run where we would get some car mines. Oh, people are destroying you on Twitter. By with that, I mean, <laughs> I mean one person. Who? What did they say? The thing you're mixing, mixing up chuds and ghoulies. Oh my God, I am. You are a ghoulie cops out of a toilet. That is so true. Right? I apologize. Who'd you That's rather a- party with? A chud, a ghoulie, or a goonie? Which Goonie? I'll say this: if 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 Chuds know, were on the, all good enough, if Chuds were on the loose, I'd still keep my toilet seat down. I I party with Chunk. Chunk. Okay. Well, we can arrange that. Is he like a lawyer now? Yeah. Well, we'll set it up. You and Chunk at the Red Lobster <laughs> in Times Square. <laughs> Give my compliments to the chef. Yeah, please. you and you and Chunk, you and Chunk. I'd like to meet the chef. I believe there's a different chef here. There just has to be. These cheddar biscuits. This is too good. It's so funny that like, look, and again, I'm not judging. I'd eat a red lobster in a heartbeat. But just the idea that your mind—it's very telling that you and Kristen, your minds go to. This is too good. What's going on here? I honestly considered calling them. As if there's a, there had to be some sort of problem, some sort of like <laughs> loophole for why a red lobster would be this good. Yeah. Something is off. Yeah. Well, you know what isn't off? The best show is on the air tonight. Freaky Friday. Crab Apple Part 2. Let's do it.
<laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to the best show, which is the show that has been going on for a lot of years. Remember when it started? It started a long time ago. But here I am, still doing it. Yeah. My name's Tom. I'm the host. And we got an exciting show for you tonight. The phone number, 201-332-3484. If you want to get in on the action, we got a full house tonight. Real murderer's row going here. Got, uh, Of course, we got Jason. We heard from him earlier. How are you, Jason? Doing good. Good, good, good. We got Pat. Pat, are you there, Pat? Tom, I'm feeling it. No, Pat. Okay. Well, we had a good run. Uh, we got uh, Mike. Is Mike around? Wait, I was I was muted by the host. Oh, muted by the host. Oh, see, it starts already. <laughs> It starts already. I had a line muted. ready to go for you, and it yeah. was it was muted. Now, how are you, Pat? Tom, I'm feeling it. I love it. Well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. And like like uh like my boys uh in Faith No More said, Pat, what is it? If you're feeling it. So wait, wait, what during the Chud thing was I muted then too? Oh yeah, you were muted the whole time. Okay, because I was contributing the whole time. I thought you were ignoring me. No, no, I wasn't. Had, I had some great lines. Damn. No, you you got uh, no, you got s- snaked by the host. No, I didn't do that. So technically, I guess the, look, that would have been uh, Brett. Look, is Chud my oh, wheelhouse? Weird. Yes, it is. But you know that's fine. You a fan of Chuds? I love Chud. I met the guy who wrote Chud when I was in college. You did? Yeah, he spoke in my uh, screenwriting class. All right. It's crazy. That's exciting. Mike, you here? I'm here, Tom. Ah, oh, there he is. There he is. It's like uh, it's like the sun going down or rising. I'm not sure which it goes east or west. I never paid attention to that stuff. Um, uh-huh. But it's the kind of stuff you say you set your watch to it. It's and it's the the that that. That voice that's like, uh, honey. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's just All like right. honey. Just like honey dripping onto a carburetor. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I had some car troubles last night, so yeah. You did? Yeah. Fortunately, Everything. fortunately it happened near, I was, I was coming down to my father's place and, uh, it was, it was started a, a loud rattling sound. And then I got to a parking lot. I'm seeing sparks and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> so, so I rattled down about a mile and I was able to leave the car overnight at a uh, service place and go there this morning. Mm-hmm. Did, you, quick... did you park it off to the side? You park it in front of like the air, the, the air? No, they had, they had an ample uh, parking uh, lot. Okay. You didn't park it in front of the pumps? Just leave a bro. <laughs> Broken down car in front of the pumps. 
No, I was I was very lucky in that I was able to get it to this place. And Brad, you here? Brad is here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Happy good. to be here. Great, great. Thank you. Now I want to say this. Now that I have, and Brett, you're exempt from this. This is not your problem. Pat, Sorry. Mike, and Jason. Mm-hmm. I was listening and watching the George Lucas talk show on Sunday. And now they had, and this is a show. This is, a, this is, this is not a big show. George Lucas talk show. It's a great show. It's not, it's not a big show. They got Whoopi Goldberg checked in. They got Tom Everett Scott. They got Richard Karn from, from Home Bleepin' Improvement checking in. And I said to myself, I could have thrown up. I could have thrown up the second I saw, the second I saw these people on this thing. I said to myself, and and you know why? I'll say why. The the kid the kid that runs that show is is uh kids is as dumb as a, a, a bag of hammers. He's a he's, he's like a box of rocks up up uh, upstairs. He ain't no great shakes. This kid. He got Whoopi Goldberg. Tom Everett Scott. This is Tom Everett Scott. We're not, this is a, this is a, 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 Richard Karn, that's uh, Al from Tool from Tool Time. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I got guess I got guess, I'm beating the bushes to get people on. I got Kim Gordon. I got uh, uh, Bora Two director Jason Walliner. We got Meryl Marco. These are all great guests. But I look at the support staff. The best thing I got is a guy that I, I for what they do threw, threw up on David Lynch's shoes once or something. Like, yeah, that's a close uh, to the last two years. The closest I've gotten to, to, a, to a to a top level guest is a guy who threw up on the set of the Twin Peaks reboot. Yeah, David Crosby. Yeah. Was that five years ago? That was it five years ago. That was check when that was. That was that was not least, new. That was four. The drunk from Twin Peaks. That was three years ago. Okay. Well, that's not any. That's not anything to hang your hat on. You turn. You say he did it sooner than you did. When was it, David Crosby? Four years ago. I think it was four. Yeah, I think it was four years ago. Yeah. The drunk from Twin Peaks. Three years ago. I got Mike White a while back. Was that eight years ago? I wasn't even on the show when you did that. Yeah, no, that was that was still. It was a get. You guys get you guys get you guys get me good guests. Like it's like it's like Haley's Comet. I'll start combing the Twitter once every eighty years. You throw me a good guest from the staff. The George Lucas talk show was for charity this weekend. We never do anything for charity. As a like, well, no, we do. Yeah, how much money this show's given away? This, <laughs> I, that's why I year. retracted. Yeah. yeah, I know. But that's a get, though. You say you're coming on, and Saying this is for charity. Pat's bragging. Oh, I went to school with the the Chud. The guy who wrote Chud. Who wrote Chud? Uh-huh. Yeah, is he bringing the guy who wrote Chud by anytime soon? No. 
Sorry, I'm, I'm just saying. Am I this. unmuted? Or, okay, sorry. You're unmuted. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying this. The kid that runs the George Lucas talk show. This kid. This kid is as 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 dense as they come. Seriously, he's he's uh, he's like uh, he's like ten pounds of stupid in a five pound sack. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's too much. <laughs> Patrick, I apologize. Patrick's great. I love Patrick. Of course you do. Yeah. Thank, thank but he's a talent booker. And that's what he did for a living. I'll tell you, the the Carl Yastrzemski, on, on this day of all days with the Hall, Hall of Famer Carl Yastrzemski. Pat, Jason just said, but Carl Yastrzemski said, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a hell of a Christmas. <laughs> No more ifs. No more butts. The only butts I want are about butts sitting down in front of their phones to call the best show. Celebrity so any, butts. So anyone Richard Karn level is what you're hoping for. No, Richard Karn and above. And above. Nothing below Karn. Can you believe I'd want to shoot higher than Richard Karn? You're all on alert. You're You're not, Brett. Because you rep, you rep double threat. You're here, you're here to help the technical side of things. That's right. Yeah. But, but, but let me ask you, Brett, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. when you see this performance in terms of the, the guest booking thing, what's the first word that pops in your mind? I mean, if I'm being honest, the, the very first word was underwhelming. Um, oh. How many more weeks with Brett? I don't know. Brett might be permanent. Yeah, as long as you need me, guys. Um, Thank always you, happy Brett. to lend a hand. I appreciate it. I appreciate somebody getting the fire around here. And by speaking of fire, we just heard uh, Captain Beefheart and his magic band with a hot track called Moonlight on Vermont from the hit album Trout Mask Replica. Hi, it's Casey Kasem and... Uh, at number 33 from the album, his name was Don Van Vliet and he went to high school with Frank Zappa and he's got the 33rd song at number 33 this week. It's from Trout Mask Replica, Moonlight on Vermont, up, up three. He'd say up three, down five. It's Captain Beefheart and his magic band. Alert. You're on alert. All, all three are on alert. Beat the bushes. You get me some gets. I want some gets. I see Whoopi Goldberg come through on that show. I could have thrown up. I'm sitting there and I got, I, I got, uh, the David Crosby. I had to, I had to do a, a magic trick to keep him on the air. Pretend I heard his last album. Oh, you're one of those fans that just likes the 60s stuff. No, 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 I'm not. I like your new album. Star Cell. Okay, okay. What are you thinking, Pat? I'm thinking they had Whoopi Goldberg. I'm thinking whoop de damn do That's what oh. I'm thinking. 
Are you thinking that in terms of like who cares about me and who cares about best show? Or are you thinking like I'm going to prove myself now? Tom? Yeah? What's that, Pat? I'm going to leave that one in your mind for interpretation. Oh, that is that's a power move. Mike, what are you thinking? Yeah, you're yeah. gonna go get the you're gonna go get the drunk from Twin Peaks to call back up again. <laughs> uh, now you know what I was thinking. Uh, I actually wanted to put him on tonight's uh, crab apples and inanimate objects. Tom Cruise's p- pandemic police robots. No, that's not that's not happening. You know what a show, crab? Show me the face masks. You infect me. What are you, a Dalek? <laughs> Tom Cruise's pandemic police yeah. robots. It's like the worst season of of, uh, of Doctor Who. <laughs> Show me the face masks. Ay, ay, ay. I'm never going to get a single <laughs> guest out of this group. I'll be lucky to get the drunk from Twin Peaks back again. With this, I got one guy pitching me, Tom Cruise, uh, he's doing, uh, uh, he's doing, uh, uh Jerry Maguire jokes. <laughs> Those are his only memorable lines. I'll say this. Well, look at this. Look at, how about this? Jason going right to Ryan Reynolds on Twitter. I'm going big. <laughs> I'm going big. He goes, he goes right to Ryan Reynolds. I give him credit. Right to Ryan. I'll say this, Jason. Good on you. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, and you better. I'm telling you, Karn is the starting point. And you ask yourself when you're going after a guest, you ask yourself, is this guest bigger than Richard Karn from from uh, Home Improvement? That's starting point. Karn or above. And there'll be incentives. This is, this is my, this is my Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross moment. You get a set of, you get a watch. You want a nice watch? One of the three of you? Then you get a set of steak knives? The third of you. You're out in your ass. Watch, steak knives, you're out on your ass. I want names. And again, have you ever talked to that kid from George Lucas talk show? He's a good dude. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. There ain't much happening on the, on the brain front, but he's a nice guy. But he goes, he gets Woody, he goes, he gets Whoopi Goldberg. Someone said Woody Allen. I don't want Woody Allen. That's one. Keep Woody Allen off the show. So that's below Karn. No, it's not below Karn. It's just I, I still want him on. I bet I can get him really easily. Wait, what are you going to tell? Are you going to tell him it's a old time radio show? <laughs> we're reviewing uh, clarinets. Yeah, we're doing a it's a clarinet review show. Hey, we uh, we're talking about clarinet reads here tonight on the best show. Uh, do you like a two or a two a two and a half? Let's talk. We got a. Uh, from New York, Woody is on the line. Woody, what do you think? I like to use a uh, two. It's a softer read. 
I'm telling you. I want some movement. And I tell you, you better not go get me. Don't get me the, if one of you goes and gets me the kid from George Lucas talk show, I'll, I'll, uh, my head will explode in a bad way. He's not a star just because he's next to stars. And he's a talent booker. Is that what you say, Jason? Yeah. Didn't he uh, book talent for Gethard show? Okay. Well, good for him. So he's got a Rolodex. We don't. We just have Twitter. Yeah, where on earth would you get your hands on a Rolodex? This guy's this guy's hobnobbing with Drew Barrymore. <laughs> You're never going to have me on the show again, Tom. He's hobnobbing with Drew Barrymore. He's doing fancy voiceovers. You don't think I hear the fancy voiceovers? I hear the fancy voiceovers. This guy's got it all going on. John O'Hurley. No, that's not a guest I want. I want uh, uh, Mr. Uh, what you call it from Seinfeld. What was his name again? Peterman. Mr. Peterman. I want Mr. Peterman. So, Jason, you took a swing at uh, you took a swing at uh, Ryan Reynolds as a guest. Anyone else? Anyone else I'm going to see pop up in the feed you're reaching out to? Oh, there'll be, there'll be a few tonight. Okay. All right. Yeah. What about instead of Peterman, the guy that brought the gun to the uh, movie theater? Oh, if you got, if you got, if you got, uh, uh, was it Mickey? Brody? Brody. If you got Brody from the episode, <laughs> that's some kind of feedback you got going there. You got Brody? That, that puts you, you're in good shape. You're off the hot seat for a month if All you right. get Brody from uh from Seinfeld. This is what I want. I don't want Mr. Peterman, but if you give me some weirdos from Seinfeld. What if I get Newman? Wayne Knight? Yeah. Go for it. All right. Wayne Knight, you don't know what you got coming your way, Wayne Knight. You're about to get bugged on Twitter. Mike, you checking out of this competition? Now, I I actually have somebody who's been on the show before, but we can uh, discuss. He he wrote a book recently. And I, I've read his actually two books. Uh, Kevin Corrigan. Uh, he did. Oh, those, that's uh, not a get. I have his phone get. number. <laughs> I have a phone. No- I made that connection. Have you read his books? No, but I did, but it doesn't mean I can't get him on the show. I can text him right now. No, I know you could do that, but I could, I could get him to talk about the books on the show. I've read them. Tom, if you give me 40 minutes, I th- I'm pretty sure I can get Scott Rogowski on. Oh, nah, that's a, that's just a slap in the face. Yeah. Well, you might as well. Is that your guest also? Is that your guest, Pat? Scott, Scott Rogowski? Scott's, yeah. Scott's on tonight. I've, I've been text with him. He's, he'll be on about, uh, Within the yeah. hour, yeah. What's well, 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 what's next, Mike? Who else are you gonna get me? KV, get me Kevin, Kevin, get yeah, Kervile next. Kervile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy, Kevin. I, I'm gonna bring Kevin Corrigan onto the best show. Oh, really? You guys been in the studio eleven times. That's a. I don't know. I'm telling you. Do you got to look in the mirror? You say to yourselves, the kid from George Lucas talk show showed me up. 
You gonna let him dunk on you like that? You gonna let him throw down on you like that? I would hope not. I would hope not. Got any calls, Pat? Full phones. Give me line one, please. Line one. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the best show. Who's this? Hi. This is Angela from Ithaca. Angela from Ithaca. How are you tonight, Angela? I'm doing okay, Tom. How are you? I'm good. You sound a little mellow tonight, Angela. Oh well, I'm I'm trying to keep it keep keep the temper down. I'm I'm quarantining and a little stressed out, so I'm actively trying to keep it mellow. <laughs> okay, well that's I I can understand that. Mm-hmm. How's 2021 going for you so far? Oh, delightful! <laughs> Del- okay. Delightful, eh? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about some it's of these right. delights, Angela. Uh, well, um, let's see. My 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 children were both exposed to uh, COVID at school, so we're on oh. lockdown, and I'm I'm trying to teach with my children also going to school at home. It's uh, it's fun times. Yikes! Yeah, that's that's a handful. It's a handful and a half. So you're wait. You're currently waiting to see. Did they te- did? I'm look. I'm it's your business. Your family. I'm not prying. Oh, yeah, but no, no, that, we got to, go ahead. You're waiting it out? You're waiting, like, to, you're you're well, you're quarantining it. to see how everybody does? Yeah, basically. We're going to wait, okay. and we're all going to, we're all going to go do a family test uh, on Friday after we feel like it's been a, a proper amount of time to, you know, okay. let it brew if it's brewing. <laughs> well, Angela, I hope that when you say, I hope when you say you're doing a family test, you will each yeah. have different uh, swabs. I hope this is not. I hope you're just not <laughs> passing that thing down the line. But you gotta, you know, conserve, reduce, reuse. Sure. No, I understand the idea of of austerity <laughs> during these times, but maybe you might want to splurge on that one on individual <laughs> quarant, uh, COVID swabs for the yeah, family. Well, treat yourself. Sure. Yeah, sounds yeah live it up a little bad. bit. <laughs> Good idea. I'll take you up on that. So you have called about what now? I had I had a couple for the topic, or one for the topic and one for an old mm-hmm. topic. But yeah, but I don't I don't think this one. This is for the crab apples. Um, I listened, I you know, live last week, and I heard almost to the end, and then I had to go to sleep. So I don't I don't think he's been mentioned. But um, I was thinking about Wilfred Brimley. That's a pretty good one. He's yeah. He is like that, and like that kind of grizzled old man. Yeah, cranky old man. He might be on the top. If we did a top fifty grizz, if we did a top fifty grizzled list, he'd be on it. That would be a good list. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll hold off okay. on Wilford Brimley for the crab apple list and put him on the top 50 most grizzled list. I like that, the grizzly bear list. Because the, the grizzled list will be Sam Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sam uh-huh, Elliott, definitely. Chris Christopherson. Yes. And, of course, <laughs> Wilford Brimley. 
Yeah. There was that moment where people realized that Wilford Brimley, when Wilford Brimley filmed the movie Cocoon, mm-hmm. he was the same age as Tom Cruise when he filmed the most recent Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> That's not Which true, is, is it? It is true. I think they were both like 55 or 56. Wow. And just picture Wilford yeah. Brimley hanging off the side of a plane. <laughs> oh, hell, I'm trying to hold on to this jet. They got me flying over the... I guess I got to run on these rooftops here in London. Oh, my damn back is killing me. Oh, I got to take my shoes off for a second. Let my let these dogs, dogs breathe are for a minute. <laughs> dogs are barking. Uh, I gotta sit down. I think this guy might get away with the nuclear codes. I can't run after him anymore. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. Now, when you hear this list of of my what my my producers, my esteemed producers, when you hear that. Jason Dudio Gore, a ta, a ta, by all by all accounts, respected in the industry, mm-hmm. a professional, beloved, great guy from everything I hear, great guy. Word is he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear him say, when I say like we got to step these guests up. Because this clown from the George Lucas talk show showed us up. And then he goes, I got David Crosby. And he got David Crosby pretty much before Donald Trump was president. Uh-huh. And then as if I'm supposed to be, be happy with that, as if that's enough. Mm-hmm. And then Mike gets this guy, this guy who was on Twin Peaks for five minutes. The Don't reboot. Forget I got Kevin Smith. You did get Kevin that's Smith. Yeah, and that was how long ago was that? Mike? Yeah, it was a while ago, but still yeah, a while. <laughs> I, I got three people. I'll put them up against uh, David Crosby. Okay, so in the esteemed, that's so you got the new show. Yeah, Mike. it was back on WFMU. <laughs> Since we've started on a new show, you got the drunk from Twin Peaks. A get is a get. No, it's not. The feather in my cap. The feather in my cap. A weird cap. A feather in my cap is a cat. Yeah. That's an old cap, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, so who are your three gets, Mike? Kevin Smith. Mike White. Mike White. You got Kevin Smith back in what year? 2007? <laughs> Something like that. Mike White was shortly after that. Uh-huh. Say 2010. Uh-huh. And then you got the drunk from Twin Peaks three years ago. What are you? What are you? Neutral milk hotel? It's like you're getting <laughs> yeah, less movement here on the on the uh, on the catalog than that guy. I tell you. And then you got Jason Stilton. I remember when when David Crosby called up. Remember? Yeah, no, I remember. It was four. He was on the phone for four minutes. I'm working on three ones right now. All right, good. I hope you are. And I'm telling you, better if you go get me the. If you get the chef from Red, the Red Lobster in Times Square, I, I'm hanging up on him. That's not a celebrity. 
He's a really good chef. No, I'm sure he's great. About, um, I'm sorry. Did you read so, about David Crosby when he, uh, what he said when, um, Van Halen, somebody asked him, you know, to comment when, um, Eddie Van Halen passed mm-hmm. and he just said, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those tweets you can definitely sit out. Uh, he could, he could have, he could have, he could have held off on that he one. Weigh in. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you like now? Who would you like to see one of these guys go after as a guest? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to throw down the gauntlet. I just throw a name out. Maybe they can chase after them. Just any any guest. Um, yeah, who who would be a fun guest to have on the show? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. There you go. Swing for the fences, guys. <laughs> you get me, Bernie Sanders. That would, that would drive you nuts, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Why? Ah, uh, he'd be going into the one percent of this and that, and you'd be like, "All right, all right, all right." This is this is driving me nuts now. I think I found my guy. I'm zeroing in. Do you want to give a hint? Yeah, he's running for mayor, New York City this year. Is he the rent oh, is too damn high guy, or is he retired? <laughs> I think that guy passed away. Oh, oh, that's sad. <laughs> I feel bad. Now, who, um, who's running for? This guy, Mike's getting somebody who's running for mayor. He's going for Andrew Yang, and he'll probably get him because that dude's desperate for any kind of. No, no, street media. guy. I'm going for a street guy. Who, You're not Curtis going Sliwa? for Andrew Yang. Yeah, Curtis Lee. <laughs> I like yeah. to hear you. You and Curtis Lee would go Yeah, well, trust me, Mike. Talk. Trust me, Mike. We've been working on Curtis Lee for. <laughs> Double threat for about six months. Oh, have you? Ain't gonna happen. Oh, he's tough to get to, really. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta call the payphone at just the right time. Okay. He's out. Uh, him, him to pick up on that. He picks up that payphone over on the Forty Second Street, Forty Second Street subway line. You just hope you catch him. You hope he's hovering next to it. I'm looking at his, his Twitter uh, feed, and he's kind of grizzled now. He's got like this some sort of uh, not a beard, but uh, three days growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, God bless you, Mike. You're working hard. <laughs> All right. So, uh, thank you. Anything else tonight? No, I had, I had one for a two-week-old topic. I had one what, what do you saving have? for the, the Jersey weed strains. I was thinking um, Raw Way to Heaven. Raw Way to Heaven is a great one. Okay. And we're smoking some <laughs> Raw Way to Heaven. Perfect. All right. Thanks for the call, Angela. Have a good night. And Angela, look, I didn't one time, not one time did I reference who's the boss. You got another call for me, Pat, line two? You going to give me line two? Sure do. Heaven is a great one. Beshow, hi. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? Hey, this is Shane in Anchorage, Alaska. Good evening. Good evening to you. What time is it in Anchorage right now? It is 5.50 p.m. here right now. And how's Alaska life treating you? <laughs> 
these it's days? It's cold. It's dark. But um, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. You're hanging out. You got a lot of... Uh, Got a lot of what? What? What's your What's your favorite restaurant to eat at? Well, there's a place called Moose's Tooth Pizza. That's pretty good. That um, sounds great. But other than that, probably Chili's or McDonald's. There's not too mm-hmm. much. No Red Lobster. There is. You know what? There was a Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. What happened to it? But. Th- Got attacked hey, man, by some caribou. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the funniest thing. We're eating red lobster. I just order, I just order the shrimp platter and then a pack of caribou run in the place and trash the whole, the whole joint. <laughs> I got some caribou running out. They got my basket of cheddar bay biscuits stuck on his antlers. <laughs> It happens. So what do you got for me, my friend? Well, I got a couple crab apples. Um, one, I only just thought of. You mentioned Carl Yastrzemski, and it made me think of mm-hmm. the ultimate crab apple moment in history that I know of, at least, is Ted Williams refusing to come back on the field after hitting a home run in his final at-bat in Fenway Park. Refusing to come back on the field, refusing to acknowledge the fans, just into the dugout and out of his career. Some people might take that as a, there's a stoicism there. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Well, let me, let me hit you with this one then. Um, and I know this was trending a little bit on Twitter, but I was watching the Lakers a couple weeks ago and I realized that, uh, Lakers point guard Alex Caruso looks like a happy, and smiling Ian Mackay. And I realized Ian Mackay, <laughs> ultimate crab apple. Ian Mackay's a pretty good crab apple. Can I, let, let's see this little crab apple list. Where should Ian Mackay go on this crab apple list? 17. Where's this gosh darn list? Is there a link to the list, my friends? Can you uh, check your email from last week, or do you want me to re-forward it? If you could re-forward it, that'd be nice. I'll re-forward it right now. Thank you. I like this. I'll go right now and do it. Love this. See, this is this is what I'm talking about. Because look, you guys are smart. All three of you, you're all smart. That kid on the George Lucas talk show. I'm talking to him right now too. Will you want? Will you winding them up? No, no. Oh no! This see, this is the kind of this is this is this is best show sedition right there. This is your equivalent of storming the Capitol. This is not storming the Capitol. If I'm asking for tips, <laughs> you want good people. I want to bring you good right. people. So fair enough. Oh, so you're doing it. it out. You're not going, boy. Tom's laying into you hard tonight, huh? No. I, I did say that. Yeah. Oh, that's best show sedition. That's <laughs> not. That's honesty. Nah, you're. It's like when you tweet somebody and go like when you have to do the at on it. When you want to, you want to bum them out a little bit, and then they have to look and see the thing you wrote. That's fine. Best show sedition. I get it. You're like the you're like the uh, Holly of the best show. 
No. You're like Josh Hawley. No, I that's a compliment. Josh Hawley. No, it is not he's a He's got a book coming out. He's got Fair. a book. He's he's a successful guy. He's got a book. He's doing God. great. All right, so who else do you have for the uh, t- tonight on this call? Uh this may fit more in with your your grizzled list you were just discussing, but I'm thinking um at least the past decade or so, Bob Dylan. Maybe more of a bully early on, but I'd, I'd say he's fallen into a little bit of a crab apple with the Nobel Prize, getting upset at fans for taking pictures. I could see that. I need to look at the list. So you suggested Ted Williams, who doesn't, I'm going to politely uh, decline him for the list. That's fair. But, um, yeah, let me look at this list now. Let's see what we got. Lou Reed, Spike, Greg Popovich, Bernie Sanders. And who'd you just say again? You just said Bob Dylan? I said Ian Mackay, which I Ian think you read on and then. Put Ian Mackay. Can you put Ian Mackay at uh, number uh, uh, number 28, please? Got it. And then my last one, which I think may be not Crabapple, but just mean guy, is Robbie Robertson. Yeah, he's not going on this list. He ain't no crab apple. Okay. He'd and be I on the biggest frauds. He'd be on if there was a list of frauds, he'd be on. I want to make a case that you don't belong on the crab apple list. And this is not me sucking up, but I was kind of thinking that to be a crab apple would be someone that most people would be intimidated to approach for fear that they would have a bad, maybe a bad experience with them or be, be, um. Sure, sure. Yeah, and and I don't think that most people feel that way about you. I think it's more of a maybe you're on the friendly crab apple list, but thank you. Like a like a like a good witch. The good witch list. Yeah, like a good crab apple list. Look, there's good yeah. crab apples on this list. Becky Becky Bartkowski is a good person. Charles Gro- Charles Grodin, Mark Marin is a good person. Yeah, it's a good list. There's nice people on here. Well, thanks for the call, my friend. Thank you. All right. Five, Pat. Yes. Hello, Bashow. What up, Tom? Danny in Newbridge Canyon here. How's it going? Oh, ho, ho. Newbridge Canyon, eh? Ooh, Shut fancy. Up. <laughs> Shut up. I, I, truthfully, I, I, I had some good years. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's good living here. I will say that. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Uh, that's, I think the, the, the McDonald's out in, uh, out in the canyon, they give you like, it's like the food served on plates. Uh, yeah, it's on plates and there's a little bit of gold speckling in, in, in pretty much everything, like fries, uh, burgers, shakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very fancy out there. Well, congratulations to, to you, Danny. 
Well, thank, thank you. Um, I'm not calling to sort of brag about my wealth. I'm, I, I'm calling to add something to to the topic. I've, I've, I've got a crab apple for you. Okay, okay. Who who should be on the list? Well, a little bit of backstory on this, if you don't mind. Okay. No, no, please. All right. So, uh, in the early '80s, I was in this talent show at Newbridge Community College, and um, I had this act that I, I was really proud of, and. Basically, it was a duet I performed with myself, and it was uh, a duet of the song "You're the One That I Want" from the hit film Grease, of course. And um, sure, I, I, I did that super cool, never regrettable thing where you dress up one side of your body as a man and, and the uh-huh. other side as a as a woman, kind of like a Glenn or Glenda sort of thing. Sure, and when you turn one way and you turn the other way, you change personas exactly exactly so i i had you know i had full travolta on one side and onj on the other and i would sing i would turn to face the crowd as whatever uh person was singing that that verse and i did this thing at a bunch of small gatherings with friends and it always killed all right okay but when it came time to do it at, at the talent show in front of, like, mm-hmm. there must have been a, a thousand people at this thing, I, I just couldn't find either of the voices. I, I, I had nothing. So basically I, I, I did the whole act, you know, with the moves and the turns, but just in my own uniquely flat singing voice. Okay. Just really bad. And I'll tell you, it was the longest 10 minutes of my life. See, I, I thought it was going to kill, so I made the song like three times longer than, than it is. Just kind of mm-hmm. looped it. So it just went on and on, and when it was over, the judge, oh, he was brutal. He was so mean. And the judge was Ed McMahon. And he was mean. He was so mean. And this was just before he got the gig on star search so he was just kind of like i guess kind of trying out this thing as, as like being a a judge of talent shows and and, and honestly he had every i don't know he, he, he basically said i have no right to ever be on a stage again and he might have been right but it was very hurtful so he's my big crab apple but I, I did get my revenge. That night, I, I had a, a, a friend sneak me into the Newbridge Hilton, and we poured cement in his bed. My God. You poured cement in his bed? Was he in it? Not yet. No, we, we timed it right before he got in, so it was very wet still when he got in. And, it was just, and then he, you know, he couldn't get out. He was like he's kind of swishing around, and it hardened, so... And he, he did have to get cut out, which I guess probably wasn't cool. But he, he <laughs> shouldn't have been that mean to me. Yeah, well, that's horrifying, though. That you, no. yeah, that you. That's a that's a that's a pretty a pretty severe uh, version of revenge. Well, it you know it's it's like that old saying goes. That's why God invented skin grafts. <laughs> I've never heard that old saying. I, I think it's been around since like time, time and memorial. Sure. I uh, well, I I would. I've never heard it up until this second. You're saying it's a really old, well well known 
phrase. Um, I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know well, what to say, if Danny. You ever, if you ever say it, please just say that I, you know, it's mine. All right. That that's why God created skin grafts. And then you say, my buddy uh, Danny came up with that, or it didn't come okay. up with it, but he, you know, he he, he has provenance on it. So he but, turned but, me yeah. on to it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, the the real crab apple in my life. Yeah. My fiance Sheila, she's very mad at me. Your fiance Sheila, why why is she mad at you? Well, she she thinks the film crew I hired to document my marriage proposal was too small. Too small. Yeah, yeah. I I don't, I don't get it. We had two static cameras, uh, three handhelds, boom mic. I was lobbed. Uh, it was basically the same crew that shoots all of Kevin Smith's B-roll, who is also essentially the billion second unit. So I, I, I don't know why, why it wasn't enough, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really suffering the consequences of this. Okay. How, how so? Yeah. I'm, you know, just, just, just getting yelled at and stuff, you know. And, you know, okay. there's a whole other layer of this, which is, you know, I'm having huge anxiety trying to keep those dollars flowing in. You know, I'm getting kind of desperate right now. Wait, what's what's going on with that? Well, I'm just having a dry spell. You know, my uh, my financial history is both varied and, and storied, but uh, I can't imagine you want to hear about that. I'm, I'm sure it'll be as tedious as listening to Bruce Springsteen explain his creative process. Well, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm legitimately curious about this. This sounds, this sounds interesting. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to hear more about this. Okay. What's going well, on? I've been a flagrant entrepreneur since my, my late teens, and, and amazingly, I had major success right off the bat. Uh, th- this would have been a couple years after that, that talent show. And so, it, it, it happened when my former partner and I co-created The Nightmare Machine. Remember that? The Nightmare Machine? Really? That was you? Yes. Yep. That was us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that is wild. I mean, I, I would assume everybody knows what a Nightmare Machine is, but uh, I guess if you, if you uh, maybe somebody really... Young, they're not as prevalent now, I guess, right? But it's it was a more of a thing when I was a teenager. This thing was wild. There was a little little device that you kind of put alongside your bed when you're going to sleep, and it made these sounds that I guess are best. How would you describe them? Like horror sounds? Is what they yeah, you know? Just like monster sounds, uh, there's a sound of an exsanguination, that that sort of stuff. Yeah, pretty much just anything that would scare a kid or or an adult, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and they were pretty amazing because you'd turn on your nightmare machine, go to sleep, the stuff would totally permeate your 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 subconscious, and you'd go to school the next day and kind of talk about what bad dreams you had with the, with your with your classmates it was pretty um it's pretty wild because you'd be like i had a dream that you know mr you know mr you know albertson uh the math teacher was chasing me around with a with a hacksaw 
and uh, because that could be like I had a dream that a mum a mummy I was fighting a mummy because the sounds would really help shape and kind of inform your dreams. Absolutely, yeah. And then I I know of a lot of schools that would have nightmare machine competitions, you know, and and uh, uh, there'd be prize money involved, and it, it was it was it, it pretty much took over the the nation for a little while and kids were going nuts for this thing and we couldn't keep them in stores there was even a nightmare machine cartoon i don't know if you recall that but I'm trying to think of it. uh the voices the main voices were um gosh uh ruth buzzy uh sinbad and uh bullister cult bassist joe bichard that's right yeah that's a pretty esteemed uh uh cast it was yeah yeah so it, it, it was it was very exciting, but then you know my my partner Rex and I had this big falling out. I accused him of ripping me off, and truthfully, he hadn't ripped me off. But I, I was pretty paranoid because of my flagrant cocaine issues. I was literally showering in it. Wait, wait, you were doing what? I was showering in, in cocaine. Basically, I had a tank set up in my bathroom that would feed coke into the shower nozzle. And so I would bathe in coke, you know, which is one thing, but I took it a step further where I would use the coke to flush my toilet also, which I admit is probably the biggest waste of money in the history of drug use. That you would use that the water, your toilet water was like coke infused. Yeah, so I never touched that Coke. Like, I never got any perks from that Coke. It just it just was the water that flushed my toilet. Just toilet Coke. Toilet Coke. Now, that, I'm writing that down because that is a great, it could be a, an invention. It could be a song title. It could be a wrestling move. I'm just writing that down. Okay. Perfect. Thank you for that. So, Anyway, Rex and I go our separate ways, and, and he scored big with several wrestling-related ventures, and I lost my shirt on my first solo venture. Okay. What was that? Jangletown Ranch. What's that? Jangletown Ranch. Jangletown Ranch. What is that? Well... Jangletown Ranch was America's first and only ever, as far as I know, Old West and Power Pop amusement park. Why? Jangletown Ranch. I don't know how those two things would fit together at all. Right, right. Well, well here, here's the dish on that. Basically, what, what you could do there at this thing was you could ride horses or watch an old-fashioned shootout. Well, the music of the Plimsolls, the records, the Pez band, and shoes blasted at high volume over high-powered speakers. And, Tom, you're, you're not going to believe this, but I flagrantly overestimated the demand for a venture like this. Well, I would say that I don't know if you could – I don't know how you could overestimate demand for that at all. I don't, don't know that there would be any – Oh, yeah, right. Well, no, I think you're right. And, and I can only blame myself for falling under the sway of a very charismatic man who went by the name of Power Pop Pop Pop. 
pa- oh my god, power pop pop pop. What you've heard that. of them? Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I that's a a caller called in so many years ago about uh he had a whole run in with them and it was insane the the awfulness that went down. Oh yeah. I mean this guy this guy was like the Charles Manson of melodic guitar rock and people in Newbridge were calling him Paul Pop at, at one point. He was so so terrible and basically he convinced me to tweak my already in the works old West amusement park and add this new musical element and, and honestly I I'd never even heard of Power Pop before I, I I met this guy. See, I was into cool thought-provoking music like The Doors and Frank Zappa. The, you you're to what kind of music? Thought-provoking music. Thought-provoking. And what what thought does that music provoke exactly? Uh The Doors and Frank Zappa together probably superiority over other humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Knowing everything. He, what's that? Just knowing everything and being above everybody else. Yeah. Doesn't it ever oh. strike you that Jim Morrison was really, really, really not smart? Well... I'll tell you, a pair of leather trousers can make up a huge amount of ground in that department. Yeah. He, um, no, he, he really had his, his, uh, he had his thing figured out. I tell you, he was like the, was he like the, he would have been like a Keith Ranieri type. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Total shaman slash, uh, horrific abuser of both men and women. Yeah. When the volleyball's over, <laughs> turn we're, off the we're playing, lights. <laughs> we're playing We're playing volleyball at 3 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Let me, let so me no, rub your shoulders. The snake is on the volleyball court. Just uh, you should be just like father. I father. I want to serve you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> father. I want to serve to you. That would be unbelievable. Jim Morrison playing volleyball like Keith Rainier, Ranieri. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah. so when it came time to name the amusement park, I, I, I did some research on, on Power Pop, and I saw this article in, in a magazine called Jersey Beat that used the term jangle to describe what I thought was this kind of music, and I thought it had a cool ring to it, so I called it Jangle Town Ranch. But see, I didn't realize that there was a difference between Power Pop and Jangle Rock. And, okay. and it turns out there's a there's a big difference, at least according to Power Pop Pop Pop. And, and he had this leather-bound book that was basically the rules of Power Pop about hair length, song length, guitar strap length, mm-hmm. what songs could and, could and couldn't be about. It was endless. And so he thought bands that jangled couldn't be Power Pop. Like, like he thought jangly artists like like R.E.M. or Let's Active and Tommy Keen 
were the equivalent of free jazz. Wait. He thought that Let's Active were free jazz. Yeah, he thought they were, like, out there. You know, compared to the mm-hmm. bands that he liked, like uh, the Snaz, uh, the Fun, the Yes, the No, the Maybe. Yeah, that all of those were... Um, so, so to his ears, that was like he needed it to be very structured. Power pop, pop, pop. Absolutely, absolutely. Just like straight beats. I like you, girl. You like me. That sort of stuff. And so, you know, but he was an intimidating guy. So, I, I basically I let power pop, pop, pop have way too much input into this thing, and I was scared of him. I admit it right now. He had this thing called the popper, and. Basically, the popper was a miniature Rickenbacker bass guitar that was also a taser. And he, he okay. popped you if, if he was mad at you. And this thing stung. Okay. It's, you, you really feel the popper. Oh, my God. You felt it. And But years later, karma comes around, and he paid the ultimate price by being barged by the disgruntled power pop community he helped create. So... That's that's the whole thing right there. And some some say on clear nights you can hear his voice way in the distance saying You stinkers would never have even heard those heaven tonight outtakes if it wasn't for me. Wow, so it's like it's like a that sounds pretty spooky. It is, yeah. That so he's, in the Excuse me? I was just saying he's out there. I think he's out there. Some, yeah, some say that he's 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 seeking power pop revenge, which I don't mm-hmm. like the sound of, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. but basically, within like three months, Jangletown Ranch closed. We tried a last ditch attempt to get people to come by staging a bull riding competition between the Newbridge Wranglers rodeo team and members of the of the Rubenus and who else was there? The DBs, the Paul mm-hmm. Collins beat. But it went horribly wrong when Paul Collins shattered both his upper and lower haunches. Oh my God. On a on a doing a a bull riding event. Yeah, yeah. And this thing, the sound was so scary. It was like a rabid bear rolling around in bubble wrap. Oh, my God. So scary. Oh, my God. So people were just vomiting. Oh, so mm-hmm. that that was the end of, of that venture. And then Rex and I thankfully made up, and we scored huge with Beanie Babies. Oh, Beanie Babies, huh? That That was like striking gold. Okay. Well, that was definitely a thing of its, of its moment. Oh, it was huge, huge. And, and... We were making so much dough, it was like printing money. Correction, we were printing money. What do you mean you were printing money? We, we were earning so much cash, hand over fish, that the U.S. Mint couldn't keep up with how much we were earning. So the Mint actually sent us our own printing presses. Hold on. The U.S. Mint actually sent you printing presses and what? Like, uh, to just say, like, look, you're making so much money. You get, you guys take care of making it. 
Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On, on, on your honor. And, you know, which, which in theory sounds great, but you can imagine how deadly that was for a guy who was ensconced in a nonstop ski trip. That's mm-hmm. fine for constantly doing, doing coke. Yeah, no, I followed that. That was pretty, pretty, oh, uh. Sorry. I don't know how tuned in you are to that, that scene. Well, no, I pretty much, when you mentioned that you had a, a, a toilet that was filled with cocaine infused water that, Oh. That for you to mention a ski trip, I figured that's what it was. Okay. Well, anyway, I was doing so much krell, my entire old factory system shut down. Your what? My old factory system. Old fat old fat old factory system, not old factory. No, it's old factory. It's when you, your sense of smell is so torn up that you can't tell the difference between a new and an old factory. That is not what it is. That is the sure. It it is Danny. That's just not what it is. Crack it's a book on factory. medicine? Much? It don't sound like you do. Yeah. Well, it it don't it don't. I don't know what to even tell you to crack to get up to speed on that. But it's not. Old factory. All right, fair, fair enough. That's fine. But all right, well, I went hog wild because I had so mm-hmm. much money. I was bu- I was buying the biggest and the baddest things. And one of my favorite T-shirt sayings is "Big boys play with big toys." And Tom, I had the biggest toys out there. Sure, you really love you love slogans like that, huh? I do, I, I do. And I had a live-in jet ski. What, what what's that? I had a living jet ski, which is basically a full size house that was also an aquatic recreational vehicle. And Tom, you haven't lived until you've done donuts in Key Biscayne from the comfort of your own bedroom. I well, I guess I haven't lived then. I, I never even knew that was a thing. You gotta you gotta get on the living jet ski tip. Okay. All right, and that means I need a pool in my own home? No, the home is the jet ski. The home, okay. Well, this is confusing. I can't even picture this. I know, right? There was only one maid, and I had it, and, of course, I crashed it, though. So what uh-huh. are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so this is pretty exciting. You were really going for it, huh? I was. I had so much money, I was pouring it into literally any weird idea I could think of. Uh, what, what did I have? I had uh, a miniature golf scoring pencil that's also a fully functioning hospital-approved x-ray machine, uh, an airplane powered by walrus farts, uh, and something called orgasm slacks that I probably can't discuss on a non-erotic podcast. Are yeah, you on gonna... podcast? It is, this, is, this is definitely a non-erotic podcast. Do you know of any new ones? Because I'm caught up with the ones I, I listen to. I'm not sure of any newer uh, erotic podcasts. I'm sorry. All right, fair enough. But So none of that stuff ever got past the R&D stage, and Rex said I was wasting his money, and then Rex and I started having big arguments, and we ended up splitting up again, and he went off and made a fortune with the backyard grillulator while I lost everything on two novelty records. I want to hear more about this, please. No, we don't need to talk about that. 
come on, seriously, what, 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 what is it? What are the, All tell right, me about these novelty one, records. The first song was called, and that's the story of rock and roll. And it was basically a, a 12 minute epic that connected the characters from decades worth of famous songs. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like what? Johnny like which ones? Johnny B. Good, he falls in love with Peggy Sue, but Miss Molly is, is, you know, is kind of insane and she tries to kill Peggy Sue with one of the tusks that she stole from the walrus, 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 that's a tough word, like Rowlids from, uh, Black Sheep, Rowlids, mm-hmm. Rowlids. So she tries to kill with this walrus tusk that she got from one of the Beatles, you know, from the, the song about the walrus and, what else? The uh, the woman from Stairway to Heaven is Angie from the Stone song of the same name, and she's involved in some kind of illicit criminal enterprise masterminded by Mr. Brownstone from the Guns N' Roses song. Pretty much every every line of the song was like that. This is uh, this is epic. It, it, it is, and and frankly, it was very hard to follow. Even for someone steeped in rock and roll history like Robert Christgau, who called it the densest, most convoluted and confusing song ever written, and that lyrically it makes the gas station dogs rock and roll dreams will come through seem like I want candy. Wow. So you really went for the story of rock and roll. I did, yes. And and the chorus was sung by a hundred member children's choir. And the lyrics were that that's the story of rock and roll, a genre of music that soothes one's soul. And it's just too weird of like a phrase to hear children sing, you know, like soothes one's soul. It's all smeared together, so it never made any sense. So it it was a disaster. I think we sold seventeen copies, but I had a million pressed up. You made you pressed a million like a million copies of the single. Yes. And you sold how many? Uh, Seventeen, I think. Yeah, that's that's not good, Danny. Yeah, yeah, it was Danny. very bad. And the the other novelty song, forget it. We don't. We really don't need to get into that one at all. Oh my God, no! Please, please, uh, please tell me about the other novelty song. All right. Well, it, it was a double and a, a double entendre song called "Jerkin' My Gherkin." Ugh. And right. it was kind of a, a modern version of that Chuck Berry song, My Dingling, but this was about a guy trying to get the last pickle out of a big jar. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it had 14 verses, each slightly dirtier than the last, while still remaining PG. Sure, sure. Guess how many copies and I pressed up? Guess how many copies you pressed up? Yes. I'm going to say another a million. Two million. Two million. Guess how many copies I sold. You sold 17 of the previous record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll say this one moved more than this one probably moved uh, 10,000 units. No, it sold 16 copies. So one less than that's the story of rock and roll. Your, your yeah. pickle song. Yeah, terrible. I mean, I just, like, I, I, I had nothing at that point. I was, I, I had negative money, but thankfully, Rex and I teamed up again in 2010 for the Doodle Bops movie, which again, huge money, along with the spinoffs, wow. uh, Doodle Bop, Doodle Bop Babies and Doodle Bop Poodles. 
Doodle Bob. So that you were you were there for that too, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, you know, and then the money like instantly started pouring in, and we were literally doing that thing rubes on TV do when they get rich all of a sudden. Do you know what that is? Thing rubes do what? What is it? It's it's a song they sing. We're in the money? Exactly. We're in the money. And, and doing that thing where you point your finger, we're in the money, we're in the uh-huh. money. But only, only this one didn't end in tragedy. We actually had all this money. Sure. In so you had all this money. And, and, and so you're back now. Now you're back. To- totally back. I have a huge falling out with Rex again. And I lose all my money again. Really? So you went up, down, up again, and down again? Yep, so I lost it all in 2014 on Podcast the Musical. All right, please tell me about Podcast the Musical. It's exactly what you think it is. A kid with a dream of letting the world know his very important opinions moves to the big city to make it in the world of Major League Podcasting. And what what kind of songs were in Podcast the Musical? Oh, my God. There are so many great songs. Uh, God, um, let me see if I can remember them. Uh, what kind of mic should I buy? Uh, hot Takes for Days. So Many Things to Say. Uh, fake Laughter Blues. Uh, this Needs to Be a Two-Parter. Um, I Think My Sound Effects Suck. Girl, Let Me Talk Over You. Uh... Marin mentions me. Who are some other ones? Uh, should we sell coffee cups? Um, I'll be on yours if you'll be on mine. And and the big finale was we made the top two hundred. My goodness, that is those songs. Girl, let me talk over you. That that was a really good one. Yeah, it was like it was, uh-huh. was like, like punk, punk punk pop. Yeah. Sure. Um. So that so podcast the musical didn't didn't pay off. No, we we opened in Philly and it just didn't catch on for some reason. And I don't know. I think it might have been too big city for those goons. Like they, I think they barely had Wi Fi at that point. But the worst part was the Phantom Heckler. A Phantom Heckler. What is what is that? Every night there'd be this this heckling sound, but we couldn't figure out where it was coming from. This guy must have been hiding in in the lighting rig or something. But he had uh-huh. he had a a microphone and a portable PA. And but I'll I will never forget that voice. It was just like it came from above, like thunder. And this is during the show. During the show, every couple minutes you'd hear it. And it would go, oh, this sucks. Just a guy saying, and you're down there in Philly trying to run this show to get ready for, I'm assuming, Broadway. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you got some Philly guy that you cannot find talking through through the PA system saying the show sucks. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, one of the one of the crew guys did go up there at some point, and he didn't find the guy, but he found he found like a couple of bottles of uh, what's it called, Yingling beer, and something called peanut chew wrappers. Yeah, yeah, I think I might know who who that was. 
Oh, geez, well, tell him I'm, I'm gunning for him. But all that's in the past now because I have just the thing that's going to put me back on track. Mm. Yeah, just the thing that's going to put you back on track. All right. I, sh- I sure do. And oddly, it's another song. Okay. Well, tell me, tell me more. Well, this thing is, go- is guaranteed to be a monster. And I, I, truthfully, I've not actually heard the song, but the entire music industry is talking about this thing. Like I said, I'm not one of the lucky ducks who's heard it. But from what I understand, it, it, it goes... Popcorn bowls, popcorn bowls. I sure do miss Grandma's popcorn bowls. They were round and deep, and you wouldn't say a peep when she brought out those popcorn bowls. I mean, this thing is going to be the next I Will Always Love You, or at least the new November Rain. Popcorn bowls. You really think a song about Grandma's popcorn bowl is going to... Be uh, be that kind of that kind of standard, basically. I do ab- absolutely. And if you have any idea where I can get my hands on that publishing, I'd be forever in your debt. I've got a few leads. I've spoken to at least eight people who have who, who have a landlord who might be able to help. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, Danny, I'm going to ask you something, uh, and don't take this the wrong way, okay? Okay, I already am. Um, you kind of have to, in a way, because that's how questions like that go. There's no way to not. If somebody tells you to not take something personally, they're about to say something you're gonna, you're gonna uh, so bad. probably take personally. Yeah, but I'm gonna ask you to just try. Okay. Well, on um, you've done so many ventures, and the ones you've done with. Your partner, your sometime partner Rex, seemed to just go light, light it up. Right. And then you have these ones yeah. you've done by yourself, and they tend to, it seems like they crash and burn. Um, is there anything to the idea that Rex is maybe the brains behind all the successful ideas? I am so in the flesh right now, Tom. You're so in the flesh right now. I'm, I'm so angry, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to take a chill pill. And I will say this: Rex was lucky to have a maverick like me with wild ideas as a partner. Sure, sure he, he scored a massive payday in 2017 with the fidget spinner, and then again in 2018 with that video game Brainiac Station. But he's been in the pocket of big math ever since. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, he, and I'll tell you, really... frankly, I'm embarrassed for him because, because I'm beholden to no one. Uh, of course, outside of my ex-wife, her lawyer, Mort, you know, and his constant threats to ruin me over non-payment of, of alimony. But um, I'll tell you, if I could just get my hands on that Popcorn Bowl song, all my fi- financial problems would be in the rearview mirror, that's for sure. Well, Danny, can I ask why you you seem to be so... Uh, so hard up for money? Uh, Tom, have you, have you seen any, any footage of the, the Capitol invasion? Oh, yeah. No, I've seen a lot of it. Well, those... 
the guy in the combat gear who made a big production of urinating on Nancy Pelosi's desk but couldn't because I can't pee in front of other guys. I, I, I thought I could, but the, you know, the video, it, it sure doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's so you, own, huh? That's, yeah. But, but hear me out. I challenge any dude out there to be able to brew up a pitcher of pant lemonade when the eyes are, of the nation are upon them. I think in the history of, of entertainment, only Donnie Most has been able to do it. In the history of entertainment, yeah, yeah, you're right. So it doesn't have nothing. It has anything to do with how repulsive that uh, action was. You're 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 kind of hung up on the fact that you couldn't uh, make water on uh, in uh, with a camera. It's not easy. You. you should try. Try it right now with a camera. You no, know, I'm not going to try it right now. I have no interest in this <laughs> at all. On any in any way, shape, or form, do I have any interest in this? And you're kind of skating past the the issue that you were one of the one of the people attacking the Capitol. Well, I'm, I'm well, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm going to pay for it soon. You know, to, to cut a long short, uh, story short, I'm on the lamb from the FBI right now, and, and at present, I'm cowering in a neighbor's doghouse. But listen up; they will never take me in because America. I am a patriot, and I will not let the fake news... Mi- oh, no. What's oh, that? No. Oh, no. Tom? They're, they're here to take you in? There's a whole team of FBI agents just outside the doghouse. And mm-hmm. seriously, I heard the FBI agents were big Best Show fans, but I didn't believe it until just now. Why's that? How do you know they are? Well, they, well, they must be listening in. They're quoting lines. What lines? Get off my phone. Um, wait, what? One guy's doing old glazer bits. One guy's imitating your soundboard stuff. Wow, these are these are pretty these are pretty deep deep cuts there with the FBI. What are you saying? Um, uh, uh, excuse me. What were you just saying, Danny? Oh, I'm I'm trying to remember all the names of the other people I was at, at the Capitol with, so I can cut a sweet deal to keep myself out of the hut. Oh, that's that's cl- that's that's a that's a first class way to be, huh? There there was uh, there was Milt Morrison, uh, Sheila Larson, Troy Zepkowski. Uh, your Tim girlfriend. Tim. You're turning your own girlfriend in. Well, you know, she's mad at me. She was very mean to me tonight. Uh, there was Big mm-hmm. Pete, uh, Mark, Mark Schwipple, Little Pete, uh, Claude Morplethorpe, uh, Medium Pete, uh, Bobby Dukowski. Uh, so Medium Pete more. was at the thing, huh? He, wa- he was, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, are you, are you trying to make me feel bad about giving up names? Yes, um, absolutely. I think, I, I feel like, you're a, you're a, a, a traitor to go to that thing, and you're a rat for you're ratting out your own friends for your for your uh, for your for your safety and for your well, your freedom. Well, put, put yourself in my shoes. I can't go to jail if I can't be in front of other guys. I certainly won't be able to do the other stuff. 
Okay. Well, maybe you should have thought of this before you, uh, did what you did, huh? Well, I know, I know, but, uh, look, it looks like the end is, is kind of, kind of nigh for me, so, uh, there's only one thing I can really, really say or do, and that's... I got chills, they're multiplying, I don't have it, and I'm losing control, Cause the power you're supplying, it's electrifying. Oh. <clears throat> All right, here we go. You better shake. <clears throat> Cause I need a man. I still have it. And my heart is set on you. You better shape up. You better understand. <clears throat> to my heart, I must be true. There's nothing left for me to do. You're the one that I want! Oh, no, I don't have Still don't have it. It's frustrating. Danny? Oh, how about that? Because that's the end of Danny. Wow. Um, Pat? Yes? Any calls? Tons. I want to just say this right off the bat. First of all, yeah, I know I say I'm just going to, I just want to say this. I know I'm saying it too much. I'm looking at Twitter now. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. I, I don't know if I, I know, you know what though? Yeah, I support this. I see, I see Dudio. He's going to work. Let me look at it. This is who he's tweeted at. Seth Rogen. Ted Cruz. He's trying to get Ted Cruz on the show. Oh, I don't want Ted Cruz on the show. And so he tweeted at Wayne Knight, Ryan Reynolds, Seth Rogen, and Ted Cruz. Trying to get all four of them on the show. And I emailed Gary Busey. And you emailed Gary Busey. Yeah. Um, and it didn't bounce back. So the address is still real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you're, you're, you're working it. I'm assuming, uh, Pat, have you reached out to anybody? Uh, I'm on, I'm on hold with Scott Rogowski. You're on hold with Scott Rogowski. The, the, yeah, that's again, Scott Rogowski's one of, kind of one of my, my people. He's on, he's on five. Okay. Well, give me, give me a line that's not that line. Okay. Best show, hi. Oh, hi. Is this Bong Sharpling? It is bong. Yes, it. Well, it's Tom Sharpling. If I open the 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 weed store in New Jersey, it'll be what was it again, Pat? The, <laughs> the what? The best. What, what were we calling the store again? Oh man, um, the, was it the best smoke? The best, the smoke, best smoke with bong sharpling. Bong sharpling. Yeah. Yeah. To whom am I speaking right now? This is Caitlin from Rochester. 
Caitlin from Rochester. How are you, Caitlin? I'm doing great, but Tom, you have to do this for me. As a fan of the best show and as a fan of Double Threat, you have to put Alec Baldwin on the Crabapple list because I want to start a duel. You want to start a duel between who? Alec Baldwin, you, and Julie Klausner. No, there is a duel already. You kidding? No, but you got to push the duel. You got to put him on the crab apple list, and then he finds out about it. He's like, "Oh, I'm a crab apple. You're gonna call me a crab apple." So I'm a crab apple, huh? <laughs> you really think I'm a crab apple? Now I got to say this, Alec Baldwin. I had my I did I did my business with Alec Baldwin. I think he quit. He took a break from Twitter. I think because we were we were teasing him a bunch. Um, I think hey, I listen. did my damage already. I think um, if you started teasing him, you have to go full force into the tease. You can't give up on the tease. I haven't gone full force. <laughs> I've done ten <laughs> hours of ten hours about this guy in the last six months. I That's sit not full force. All day, and I think about how Alec Baldwin is a crab apple, and I need you. Tom Sharpley, to put him on that list and put him in his place. This isn't our justice. No. I don't know what to say to you. Listen, did you watch the movie Freaky with Vince Vaughn? Not yet. I'm excited about watching it, though. Let me tell you. I'm doing this top. I'm doing a top. Before you tell me, before you ruin, don't ruin it for me, first of all. Can I ruin a little bit? Well, you can't ruin the the what happens in the movie. I know the I've seen the trailer. I know what happens in the trailer. Well, can I ruin like one just one romantic? No, scene? you can't. <laughs> I'm going to watch the movie. I'm a huge fan of that the director, uh, the, Chris, Chris Landon, son of Michael Landon. By the way, did you know that? Oh, I did not know that. I actually had no idea who the director was. I knew nothing about this movie. Did you uh, see Happy Death Day? Yeah, I did, yeah. Did you see Happy Death Day to you? I didn't see the second one, but there was a really cool Lizzo Bee Gees cover where she does Staying Alive, and I was like, oh, that's cute. Well, I'm going to say this to you, my friend. This guy. Yeah, Bong Sharpling. You, okay, yeah. Bong Sharpling. Trying to keep me off balance, huh? You're trying to, you're, 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 this is like a, like I'm parrying here, like it's a, like it's a fencing. Old fashioned fencing duel. I came here with a friend. Did you say, no, but, but, but it's Baldwin, my, I'm talking, okay? I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you right now for, well, give me okay. one second. I was talking about these movies and you're going back into your, Back into your screed, your 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 screed about Alec Baldwin. Well, yeah, and you call me Bong Sharpling again. Okay, well, just happy Death Day and happy Death Day to you. I tell you, there's a PG thirteen horror movie. You'd be like, take a jump in a lake. Go jump in a lake. I ain't watching that. But you watch Happy Death Day. That's a good movie. It's fun. I that lead, it. that I lead in the, I'm still it. going. I'm still talking. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm so sorry. Ay, ay, ay.
And the second one is like the equivalent of what Back to the Future 2 is for Back to the Future. No, it's not. It can't be. It cracks it open, and it's so much fun. Oh, shit. I got to see this. And you curse. There you go. We're checking all the boxes tonight. Oh, my God. Um, well, I want to be Vince Vaughn. That's my Freaky Friday. I want a Freaky Friday as Vince Vaughn. Because the other topic on the table tonight, which I, I think is probably going to end up uh, surfacing on another show in a more uh, substantial way, is that we're talking about, I want to know who would you Freaky Friday with? Who'd you switch places with? And you, Caitlin, what is it, Caitlin? Yeah, Caitlin from Rochester. Caitlin from Rochester. You decided, of all the people you could Freaky Friday with, that you'd take one of the two actors from the movie Freaky <laughs> to Freaky Friday. Maybe not the most original thought. No, 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 no. I want to fix what they did wrong and redeem Vince Vaughn in that movie. I'm the only one who can do that for him and his career. Because this movie is basically, what if a Freaky Friday happens between uh, a, a young lady and a serial killer? Yeah, it's a young lady, which would be me, and the serial killer, which would be the Vaughn. You can't think of anybody else other than the people you saw do a Freaky Friday in a movie for who you do a Freaky Friday with. I don't want to ruin it for you, okay? So I can't tell you why I feel so confident about this answer. I can't tell you why. Who's that? Do you know what band that is? Hint, um, worst band, the, worst band. Wait, is that the Beatles? Is that uh, is that Queen? Led Zeppelin? Is it Letty Zepp? Is it Letty Zepp? I got to say right now, you might be my favorite caller ever or my least favorite caller ever. I am not sure. It might be both at the same time. I like what you're selling. I like what you're selling. This is what I'm going to say. I like what you're selling. I might not want to buy everything at the table, but I like what you're selling. You know, people say you're an Eeyore, but you're a little bit of a piglet, you know? Why? (laughs) Okay, bye, Tom Sharpleen. Why am I a piglet? You have to discover that about yourself. Oh, you're... I just see it in you. I don't know why you're being mean to me right now. I'm not I've been very nice. You. I've been very nice. I've been very nice all night. You I've been I very nice. You're being very mean. Your least favorite caller. There's a possibility I'm the least favorite caller of Tom. Or Sharpley. the That's favorite. Or the favorite. Don't you see the uh, amazingness of that? You know how many callers have called this show? You're right. You're right. The idea that you could potentially be the worst of all of them or the best of all of them? When you say nice things, they are nice. You're right. You're right. Because I'm nice. I'm nice. Yeah, because you're a little piglet, aren't you? Well, that's just mean. I don't know why you're being so mean. he's kind. He's kind-hearted. No, you're being Alec Baldwin. You're trying to do Alec Baldwin to me. Closers don't get coffee, or do they? Closers get coffee. No coffee for Tom Sharpling. This is fascinating. You are the most fascinating caller that's ever happened. I'm hanging up on you now. I'm going to give you the hotline. You're going to go. You're going to the front of the line. You have carte blanche. 
to call the show. Stop, stop. Goodbye. Or you're going to get banned. I don't know which one. Oh, Jesus. You have a great night. Some energy. That's some, uh, like, uh, like I'm looking on uh, Twitter right now. BB in Las Vegas, one of my favorite people on the planet. BB says that's some upstate stones. No, that's some definite, uh, that's some definite upstate New York energy. Rochester. Little too snowy up there. They get a little frustrated. It's a little too snowy. Comes out of the wrong way. Take it out on Tom. Now here's something that I want you all to focus on. I'm looking right now. Jason, you're you're a political uh news hound, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a political junkie. What's the name of the fella that was just named uh to be the head of what now? Secretary of State? Yeah. A- Anthony Blinken? Yeah, hold on a second. Anthony Blinken. Bl- now, what I heard that he get a get a load of this. When you wrap your head around this, Jason, do you know one of his claims to fame? I do. This is where and look, I'm going to say this: these Republicans they could they could they could go uh, kick rocks down the road. As far as I'm concerned, but they're always like, "Oh, the weirdos and the Democrat thing." I can say this: this guy's weird. The Secretary of State of the United States of America was an associate producer of an Abel Ferrara movie. That's not the fact that I knew. Abel Ferrara can look at the president of the United States and say, in terms of six degrees of separation, one. Blinken. He'd say, I know Blinken. Blinken works. Blinken's a secretary of state for the United States of America. And he also produced the addiction. Did you know that? You did not know that. I did not know that. I thought you were referring to his, uh, his rock band. What? I don't know about that. Yeah. He has a rock band on Spotify called a Blinken. Well, that's the dumbest band name I've ever heard. A Blinken. I would have voted for Trump if I would have (laughs) known. I really, I was seriously would have voted for Trump if I would have known that the secretary of state, Biden's secretary of state would have a band called uh, a Blinken. I'm glad I didn't tell you this. Let me see. Where is it now? Can you send me a link to his music, please? Yeah, let me find it. Abe Lincoln. The idea that Abel Ferrara, the the man who brought the world, the original bad lieutenant, from the mind of Abel Ferrara, that he could potentially visit the White House and grab the nuclear football. Think about that. Mike, any thoughts about that? 
Is The Addiction a good movie? I don't know if I ever saw The Addiction. I, I think I would remember if I saw it. I did not. Yeah. I, I don't think I saw it. Since it's a horror movie. Yeah, it's a vampire movie. Yeah, not my thing. Christopher Walken vampire movie, not your Say thing? Say hello to Spark. Hold on. Hi, Spark. What is this? A blanket. This is going to make me throw up. Let me try to guess what kind of music this guy is responsible for. I bet you it sounds like kind of Dave Matthews, uh, Dave Matthews slash. He thinks it sounds like Wilco, but it sounds like bad Dave Matthews. Bad Dave. Imagine bad Dave Matthews. Well, how does that make you feel, Mike, in terms of security, knowing that the Secretary of State, the guy who has Joe Biden's ear, mm-hmm. also has Abel Ferrara's ear? Yeah, it's a strange uh, coincidence, right? Plus the bar band. The bar, I, I, I think I sampled some of the bar band music. I'm going to check it out. Here we go. That's the Secretary of State. He yeah. Sounds like it sounds like Bad Spoon. Yeah. You said you liked me fine, but not in that way. Oh, was it such a crime to want you to stay? And then I came on to you, but you said let's just be friends. Yeah. <laughs> This is so strange. This guy, Spooner, gonna end up playing the White House, and this 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 dude's gonna get up and jam with him. Mind if I play on Cherry Bomb? And he's only got two hundred sixty three subscribers on YouTube. I think they might be and comments are turned off. This is not good. These are not good signs. Comments are off. Yeah. 263 subscribers. <laughs> he's had two years to get all these hits and uh, he's at 28,000 listens for lip service. Yikes. <laughs> that's That's bad news, man. Hey, Abel, I got a new song coming out. It's called Lip Service. Yeah, sounds good. Bring it by the Chelsea. I'll check it out. Come on up. What, you think he's going to put Abel Ferrara on the cabinet? Secretary of Sleaze. Come on. Come on, A. Blinken. Make me, make me Secretary of Sleaze. 
I'll bring a print. I'll bring an original bad lieutenant print by me, you, and Joe will watch it tonight. Watch it in the screening room. I got a VHS tape of it. He comes by with a beat-up VHS tape of bad lieutenant, like all sun-bleached from being in a video store window. Which it would be bleached because it's the it's the B's a, a A and B C those get bleached. Could be in the window of one of those like those those video stores that New York always had so many of that were just there's clearly some zoning thing so they would just have like a rack of non pornographic movies <laughs> up front and then the entire rest of the store was just pornography. They'd be like. Hey, we're just a video store. What do you want to get? Cool Runnings? I got a VHS tape of Cool Runnings. Is that what you want? Or if you go through that that uh, the saloon doors, the ninety five percent of the stores through those saloon doors. We got all kinds of movies here. We got Bad Lieutenant, Cool Runnings, and fifty thousand porn DVDs behind that door. Remember that era. What's that? I remember that era in New York. I don't. I don't think they have those anymore. Yeah, I'm, I don't <clears> think <throat> they do. Oh boy, this guy. Um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. This. This makes me. This makes me wish I could take my vote back a little bit. Pat, any good calls? Yes. Let's go to uh, line two. And do you think that that last caller was making fun of me, Pat? 100%. You do? Yes. I think she was making fun of you and then tricking you with a I'm laughing with you moments that were peppered in to an underlining call of I'm making fun of Tom. Oh. You know, I'll say this, Pat. That hurts. But I'll take it. I'll take the truth. No, I mean... It was it was bait and switch the whole time, back and forth. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, Pat. Thank you. You're a straight shooter, Pat. World needs more Pats. Beshow, hi. Hello. To whom am I speaking? Um, Nicholas in Portland. Nicholas in Portland. What do you got for me, Nicholas? Um, I have a. Uh couple suggestions for top 50 crab apples. Um, the first two um, would be uh, David Letterman and Chevy Chase. David Letterman's on the list, my friend. Oh. David then, Letterman uh, comes in at number 39. Very nice. And um, I'm not sure if someone's already mentioned Michael Jordan. Or not, but he seems like he no. would be a very much would be a, a crab apple. I'm not putting him on. I would put Jeff Van Gundy on the crab apple list. Put a, put oh, Jeff yeah. Van Gundy at number twenty three. Michael Jordan's number. Like literally, give Jeff Van Gundy twenty three. Former Knicks coach Jeff Van Gundy. Put him at number twenty three. The spot that Michael Jordan should rightfully have. Because on this list, Jeff Van Gundy is Michael Jordan. This is where Jeff Van Gundy can can fly. 
This list, let me review this list. Number 50, Becky Bartkowski, Jason Gore, Larry David, Judge Judy, Colin Quinn, Russell Crowe, Aubrey Plaza, then Young, Nash, Stills, and Crosby, David Letterman, Todd Barry, Richard Dreyfuss, Clint Eastwood, Mark E. Smith, Charles Barkley, Robert Pollard, Billy Childish at number 32. Then we jumped to number 28, some empty spots. Ian Mackay, Charles Grodin, Rizzo from Greece, Reynolds Woodcock from uh, Phantom Thread, Steve Albini, Jeff Van Gundy, Bill Belichick, ironically two coaches back-to-back there, Julie Klausner, Siskel and Ebert, Harvey Pekar, Miles Davis at number 18. At number 15, two empty spots. Then B. Arthur, Anthony Bourdain, Mike Francesa, Mark Marin, Harrison Ford, Van Morrison, the top 10. Number 10, Van Morrison. Number 9, Orson Welles. 8 is empty. 7 is Bernie Sanders. 6, Coach Greg Popovich. Number 5, best show, uh, former Best Show caller legend uh, Spike. Number 4, Lou Reed. Number 3, Fran Lebowitz. 1 and 2 are empty. I want to take um, a couple people off this list right off the bat. Who are you suggesting? Um, what? Who are you suggesting? Well, I'm about to suggest it. <laughs> Apologize. That's all right. You're you're okay. Who should I take? I got to take one person off. Who who didn't land on your ear correctly on that list, my friend? Um. Probably, honestly, like Aubrey Plaza. Like, I think it's just her character work is probably just what defines her as a ground, or as a crab apple, but I don't think that she personally is probably a crab apple. Yeah, I'm gonna say she's a crab apple. She's, it's not, it's not a judgment, it's not a bad thing. She's a crab apple. It's okay. I ain't taking nobody off this list. I'll take Colin Quinn off the list. Number 46, Colin Quinn, off. All right, there we go. Very good. You got anybody else for the list, Chief? Um, uh, Chevy Chase? No, he's a douche, as I said last week. Fair enough. <laughs> you have a lovely night. Oh, you have a great evening. Thanks for the call. Line five, we got line five. Line five coming in hot. Line five coming in hot. Oh, boy. Great. There's what sounds like some live fish going on in the background. Best show. Is this Scott Rogowski? Oh my god, am I really gonna have to listen to this live fish while we wait for him to come on the line? Hang up on him. Hang up on him. Pat, hang up. I don't know what you're doing, Scott. I don't know what you're doing to me. Get a message. Get a message. Yeah, Scott doesn't have much time. Well, tell him to stop playing fish. Call back, Scott. 
Got playing live fish. God forbid you listen to the best show. <laughs> I tell you, the lack of respect going on around here for me is unbelievable. I got one guy. Got one guy. One guy's one guy's bragging that he got a, a guy that, that, that threw up on David Lynch on the list as his crowning achievement. Got another guy trying to guilt me because he got um because he got the, the David Crosby to call up seven years ago. And then I got Scott Rogowski, I got the, the guy from High Q Game Show and running late. It's a good guy. Good guy. I like him. I like him. Good guy. He calls up though. He calls up. He gets bored. He starts playing fish. Doesn't even listen to the best show. Uh, that was my fish. whole music. That was my, you got my whole music there. Is this Scott? Tom, this is my favorite erotic podcaster. How are you? No, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Now, let me tell you this. So this is what it is. I, as I explained last week, uh, I was listening to an audio book about fish and I heard the whole story and I, and then I started reading about fish and I was just like, man, I like everything about the band fish except their music. I think the, their music is, uh, uh, not, not, not my, uh, not my it. cup of tea. You so then it's dumb. You think it's dumb? No, no, no. So then Scott. I asked Scott, who I know, this is, cause Scott's a friend, and I know he's also a fish fan. And he puts together a list, he says, listen to these fish records. And you tell me, these are the ones he thinks that I would like. Yeah. He says, gives me two albums and two songs. First of all, I listened to the album Billy Breathes, and I was like, yeah, it's okay. okay. It's not the worst thing I ever heard. Okay, that's high praise from you. I say this: the song "Billy Breeze." That's a that's a nice song. Yeah, yeah, that's a okay. really nice song. That was a good you. song. You can't not like that song. Well, I I definitely could not like it, but I did. <laughs> and this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm going to say to you, Scott. This is what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be honest about the thing and not just go, hey, listen to it. It's all awful. Like, no, that's the Grateful Dead <laughs> who I've listened to. I've tried. I listened to this live dead the other, the other night. Oh my God. I can't believe this is what, this is what these people, that these people fall for. It's, Anth- I listen to Anthem of the Sun. Yeah. It's, uh, this is a Grateful Dead. The stuff that works. Anthem of the Sun. Oxo Moxo. It's like, at their best, they're second tier San Francisco psych. At their best. That's what they made. They're worse than Jefferson Airplane. They're worse than a couple of those bands. Better than Quicksilver Messenger Service. Can we agree? (laughs) Yeah, better than Quicksilver Messenger Service. But not... But they're just, they're just perfectly fine. I get it. And then suddenly, I was in the live dead. Dark star, 23 minutes. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> then I heard this one album. Oh, no, you gotta listen to the Skull and Bones album or whatever. Skull and Roses. Skull and Bertha. Roses. I listened to a song called Bertha. Bertha, don't you come around here anymore. Yeah. Oh, Tom, don't you come around here anymore. <laughs> That's what it should be more like. So I, 
So then I'm listening to it. So I try. I try. I try with all this stuff. I'll be honest. I'll be honest if I'm wrong also. And I'll say this about fish. Where, where, let me let me pull these fish songs up. So then I, this Billy Breathes, I listen to this album. Yeah, play it. And I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's a little, in spots, it's like bad. It's like bad Wilco, but they were ahead of Wilco. That's the yeah. thing. They were like, they, they like figured out what a worse version of Wilco was before Wilco was Wilco, which is kind of impressive. There were a couple songs on this album that I thought were, I liked Billy Breeze. I thought, I was like, that's mm-hmm. a good song. Prince Caspian. I thought that was a good song. Yeah. I was like, this album's all right. Then I listened to a song. Speaking of right, I listened to a song called uh, "Everything's Right," and it's yeah. terrible. That's a that's a bad song. Oh, you didn't you didn't feel inspired to to appreciate it during this time, this pandemic, this you know, this time of uncertainty and anxiety. It's, everything's going to be all right. Just hold tight. It's just a positive message. It came out you know, April first. I mean, the song's been played for years, but they released mm-hmm. on the album April first of twenty twenty. So. I, it was of this time, but I guess you're not, you don't, you don't have a soft spot like I do. I feel like a good way to, we could have ended coronavirus was to play fish for it. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have, it would have left. Could have smoked out the virus. <laughs> yeah, we could have smoked out the virus by playing, by playing split open and melt. Another yeah. one that did. Made me just go. Oh, this is what I thought fish sounded like. This is not. This is no good. That that one they did play for Noriega, I think, uh, to to get him out of. Yeah. <laughs> so then I list, So I listen to this album. I'm like, all right, this is. Look, am I going to revisit it anytime soon? Yeah, probably not. I don't know if I'm going to revisit this anytime soon. Billy Billy breathes. Think it might work itself out of the rotation now. Uh, pretty quick. You've exhaled. You've breathed. He, yeah, good. Tommy, Tommy breathed. Tommy, Tommy breathed. Yeah. So then I listened to this album because Scott Rogowski, host of a former host of High High C, High Q, HQ, HQ, former host of HQ, and and for, and he's he's got things on the horizon. This guy tells me you don't count. This is one thing you never. You always bet on Rogo. Mm. Always bet on Rogo. This guy, this guy is a fighter. He's a scrapper. He's not, I'll tell you one thing. He might have a smile on his face and you think he's a nice guy. You back him into a corner, you look out. It's like a mongoose. Yeah. I got, actually, I got a new show this week, Tom. It's, it's, uh, it's like a cash cab, but, um, I get nice and drunk first. We're calling it DUIQ. And I ask questions while I. Hey, wait, drive. is this real? Under the influence. <laughs> it's, for, it's, for, it's for the reincarnation of CISO on Peacock. No, it's not true, no. Oh, I wish I was going to say, Scott, you did it again. <laughs> did it. DUIQ, D-U-I-Q. I would watch. I would participate in DUIQ every yeah. night if you did it. <laughs> so then I listened to this album, The Story of the Ghost. And this is what I'm going to say. This is There's two albums going on on this record. One is with fish where they clearly somebody told something got in these guys noggins where they thought that talking heads were the greatest band that ever existed. Some way they thought, you know, who's really funky is talking heads. No, they're not. 
Remain in Light blows. I listened to it the other day. Those are some of the most inauthentic grooves I ever heard in my life. And then so it dropped in the middle of his a, a novelty song. <laughs> they might as well have done talk, talking heads might as well have done Pac-Man Fever and put that on that album. Curly Shuffle. They could have done so Once in a Lifetime. There should be the song Once in a Lifetime should have never made it far further past the Dr. Demento album. Should have been like fish heads, fish heads, curly shuffle. <laughs> Should have been fish heads, curly shuffle, Pac-Man fever once in a lifetime. Uh, and these a- guys fish. They're like, Oh, I think we're going to cover that whole album. Yeah. But they got songs. Bird of a feather sounds like bad talking heads. I can, I can hear that. Yeah. I hear that. And look, I like earlier talking heads. I like it. Like fear of music, I love fear of music. Mm. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, the Eno produced stuff. The Eno. See, the thing is, well, well, Romanian Light is Eno produced, but right. when when he produces Fear of Music, I go ah Eno. But when he produces Romanian Light, I go Eno. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm pretty funny, Scott. Yeah, you should you should yeah. know that. I I I can kind of come up with things like that. Um, you are the master, the master. Oh, so, yeah. That's a, that's one thing I'm getting lately. Oh, that was really funny. Oh, that was really funny. Yeah, it was. It's me. Exactly. Like it's like a minor miracle at this point. Like I'm like a, like I'm like I'm walking on the beach with a metal detector. And I'm finding a, a joke. You should you should get a book deal. <laughs> you should write for TV. Yeah, <laughs> no, I should. Yeah. So I listen to this album, and I'm like, there's songs on this that are that are just irredeemably bad. But then there's some good songs on. It. I'm gonna say, I'll admit it. I listened to this album three times. There's a few. There's a few songs on this. I, I was. I was. Uh, I. I would accept. I accept a few songs on this. Waiting in the Velvet Sea. Interesting. The My moment, friend Steph thought you would like that one. She she called it, that. It's got a mellow side. This out like there's there's so much. This is this is the thing we say about fish. Do I like fish? Yeah, not really. No, I don't get. But at least I understand these quiet songs. I see, I see what they can do that works. Yeah. But they seem to have some strange compulsion to not want to do that all the time and want to play some corny uh, cornball funk. Cow funk. They call it cow funk. Yeah, As, you know, these are cow Vermonters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I, Gute, you know, say so the white Gute. guy funk. It's, it's really the white guy funk that you're not, you're not feeling. I mean, the, the no, talking heads yeah. can be accused of the same thing. Yes. Yeah. And what's the song? Guyuti. Guyuti. <laughs> Guyuti. Which is like, no, that was just some old fashioned. That was some old fashioned goofball Prague singing about elves and stuff. And I was right. like, eh, it's fine. He he literally says the line something like I feel like a newborn elf. Yes, yes. And I was like, that is the dumbest lyric I have ever heard in my life, <laughs> and it kind of fits in this song. I can't condemn it. So this is what I'll say: Fish, you don't get an F. How about this, Fish? Ooh. Your name doesn't have doesn't start with an F either. And on the best show, you don't get an F. You get a D. 
Oh, okay, okay. Not not a waiting in the velvet C, but a D. Waiting in the velvet D. I'll say this. Uh, why do I keep saying I'll say this? When did this? <laughs> when did that start for me now? Ay ay ay. There's a few good songs on this album. They 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 have a way with a quiet song. Yeah. And yeah. when you see them live, do they do these quiet songs, or is it all just like... Yeah. They, they mix them in. They mix them in. I mean, I, I, I it's all about, you know, setting the, the set list. you got to have your, your peaks, your valleys. But uh, I'm telling you, Tom, when, we, when, when this whole thing opens up and we can see concerts again, or I'll, I'll, I'll put it to, to you this way, we can go see a fish show, or we can head up to uh, a Holiday Inn in Albany, and we could get some sashes and sit in on a Nexium meeting and and see and, and no. I want to see. Oh, oh, that's a, look. That's actually a coin flip whether I want to join a a, a reconstituted Nexium yeah. or go see Fish. Um, I'll say this: if somebody out there knows Fish, I want if I can ride the hot dog. Let me ride the hot dog, guys. I only had a couple goals in my life to ride the little cart in the Holland tunnel, which is a dream that's dead because they tore the tracks out. The other dream was to play with a chimpanzee. I don't think that's happened anytime soon. And now my other dream is to ride the fish hot dog. I'm with you on that one. That would be, we can, we can break into the rock and roll. Oh no, I'll push you out. I'm going to push you out of the hot dog. You'll be like, You'll be like, we're riding the hot dog at the show. Isn't this the greatest we're doing? I'll go, what do you mean we? And then suddenly, doof, I kick you out. And then you're in the sea. You get all attacked by all the Wookiees. Oh, God. You got the terminology now, too. You're, you're Wookiees. People the don't Wookies. know Wookiees. Is, that's what they call the, the trash at a fish show. Yeah, the Wooks. The... Yeah. Oh, now, when they play is... these quiet songs, is that when you go and make sure your tent didn't get trashed? The bathroom breaks. Yeah, that's. I like. See, I, I'm. I'm a bit of. I'm not the typical fish fan. I told you, I like the studio albums, and I prefer to listen to those over the live shows sometimes. And and at the, at, at these live shows, I I like the quiet songs. I like the the, the, the soft songs. You know, like the Waiting in the Velvet Sea. By the way, has a very important role in the history of fish. That was. They played that at the very was supposed to be their last show at Coventry in 2004. The, the famous Ed show didn't go well for debacle. them. Did not that show didn't well. go well for them. Did not go well. And Paige it's was so disappointing up after after uh, after Yellow Button and uh, the Big Swamp and uh, that they had the final show didn't go well. No, no. But that was that was kind of the low point when they were singing that song and and, and they couldn't get through. They were crying and, and choking up and it was. Uh, Boy, that was that was rough. So that that's mm-hmm. kind of kind of scarred, you know, fans with that with that that, that song. But mm-hmm. uh, but I like you know Billy Breeze. I would see that. It's rare to hear those now. They don't really play them that often. But uh, I would love to get a Billy Breeze at a show. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I give you the white sash, Tom. I think you're a student of fish now officially. And uh, all right, and, and you're in. You're inducted. I love it. Thank you for welcoming me. Do you want another another album? Or are you good? You're done. No, I'm good. This this covers me for a while. Don't worry, we're good. We're good for a long while. I'll take it. I'll take it. A D. No, but I say this to you, Scott Rogowski. Thank you for caring and for 
you did what no one was ever able to do for Grateful Dead for me. And all these music fans, none of them could pick a thing that I liked. And Fish, I would check it out. The late, great Harris Whittles was like, here, listen to this one. Listen to that one. One thing's worse than the next. I carried the torch for Harris. I'm proud and honored to have carried the torch and to have, uh, I guess, lit up your proverbial spliff with that torch in a way. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. You're sweet. Yeah. You have a grand evening. <laughs> you too, Take care. Okay. Bye. Good guy. Rogo. Scott Rogowski. Good guy. What do you think of that? Dudio used to go see fish all the time. Yeah, I've seen him a few times. Yeah. Back in the nineties. Did you enjoy it? I did. I, uh, I told a friend uh, recently who's a big fish fan that, you know, once we get to the other side of this pandemic, I will totally go to another show. Okay. Would you like to go as well? No. Okay. No, I will go. I'll go see fish. I don't care. It's a fun show. They're great live. Mm -hmm. They really are. What happens to the, um, to your stuff though? Do you have to, do you have to really have to worry about it that somebody's not going to ride like a, like an ATV over your stuff? Well, I typically, like, I would go to like MSG. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to like one of these outdoor festival things. That's just, that's just too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like an exit. Yeah. You like an exit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, look, any word on any of these superstar guests? We got anything, anything? Nothing yet, but, uh, you know, still trying. I'll, uh, keep plugging away on it. I got some uh, tips from Patrick, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Patrick, that's the what's-his-face. Yeah, Patrick from uh, George Lucas Talk Show. Yeah. Um, got some good tips. Man knows what he's good. doing. Yeah, he's got get he Well, he certainly knows how to get guests. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. I got to text somebody. Hold on. All right. Um, Pat, any good calls? Yes. Line one. Hi, welcome to the best show. Hi, Tom. This is Dave from Ashland, Massachusetts. Uh, hope you're having a good night. I have a couple of crab apples for you. Dave from Ashland, Massachusetts. What's going on in Ashland, Massachusetts tonight? Oh, uh, you know, uh, we got a little bit of snow going on here. You know, we, uh, we got a couple of neighbors town over that call us Crashland, Massachusetts. Not too respectful, but, uh, we live up to the name, so doing our best. Mm-hmm. Good. You're trying. You're trying, right? Yeah, you know, uh, we make the, uh, Bayonne look like Dubai over here. So, like I said, doing our best. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Don't know exactly what that means, but you sound like a good guy. What do you, who do you got for the list? All right. I'm just going to go rapid fire here and you can, uh, yay or nay. So I'm going to start off with, uh, Grumpy Cat. I feel like that's, uh, a respectful symbol for the cause. No, no human, no humans only. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm going to throw Tom Brady out there. Uh, I feel like we should bump Belichick. Same way we uh, bumped Michael Jordan, to be honest. 
Well, Bill Belichick's one of the all-time crab apples, though. Yeah, but that's because Tom Brady was, you know, doing what he was doing. I mean, look at Brady. He wins a game. He's like, oh, we're looking at the next week. Who knows where that started? Could have been Belichick. Could have been Brady. Look at Brady now. But that's, you know, I rest my case. Okay. Well, you rest your case. I'm the judge. I'm throwing your case out. I respectfully accept that. Thank you. Thank you for that. No, look, I get what you're saying, but Tom Brady ain't no crab apple the way Bill Bill Belichick's hunched over like a crab apple. Everything I mean, he doesn't talk, he grunts. Imagine someone handing Tom Brady like a chocolate covered strawberry and the face you'd get. That's crab apple. That's a crab apple that none of us can understand. That imagine that. Imagine if you handed him a hummus plate that happened to have a rice cracker on it. Just the disdain in the eyes. I'm terrified just thinking of it. All right, all right. I get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, I can't. I can't agree. I got you. All right. I'm going to throw out um, another name now. It's AP Mike. Anytime he's watched a quality movie. No, I'm not putting. He look. He, he, he look. I'm going to say this. I like that tennis movie so much, and then this, this, he starts. I don't know. I don't know, but what about the thing when the guy hit the clapboard or hit the tap the microphone? What? <laughs> Only did it about ten times in the movie. Yeah, they could have done it thirty more. It was a, I loved it. It was how they got. It was how they navigated the filming. Totally agree. I watched it. I thought it was great. This is what I don't get. This guy. Oh, they hit the thing so many times. It took so long. Where are you going? What, what are you in a rush for? Well, you got to get a bus. You got to catch the bus. I thought it was going to be a documentary about John McEnroe, and it was uh, about this filmmaker who stayed in one court. You know, I was hoping for some interviews with John McEnroe. Mm -hmm. okay. he's, well, not, he's not there. You know, well, then you should go make your own John McEnroe. Yeah, like I said, I'm waiting for the thirty for thirty. Great subject. Mm -hmm. Better execution. No, look, yeah, look. If you can't handle art, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I can't now, you handle like, art. You like now? You like you? You want something? What are you like? Meat and potatoes? That's fine. You know, you know, his music. You should check out Abe Lincoln. You, you'd like his music. <laughs> I already checked go, it out. Not go, good. Go, Not good. Go listen. No, no, that's meant for you. You don't like. You like more meat and potatoes. Go check out Lip Service by Abe Lincoln. By the way, our, our current Secretary of State. By the way, you can't be more wrong on Remain in Light. No, okay. One of, their, tell me. One of their best records. Oh well, that says that's that's a that's a that says a lot about their catalog. Then, <laughs> if that's one of their best records, it is, of course. I think it's even. I think it's my, even their highest record on the uh, Rolling Stone. Oh, good. Then great. Let everybody over Rolling. Let Jan Wenner do a little. Uh, the, the, he could go do somersaults listening to it. What's, what's your care. favorite Talking Heads record? The Fear of Music. Fear of Music. Yeah. You told me the. I think, the, I think they're all of a piece. The first four records. Mike, I listened to it the other night. And I was like, yeah. this one's uniquely bad. This one. This they 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 went somewhere and then they backed off it on speaking in tongues. They tried a thing. God bless them for trying it. That thing stinks on ice. And I know it's not the common public perception right now, but I listened to it the other night. I gave it the eight, 80th try I've given that record in my life. Don't move. Don't move the needle. 
for well, you me. like you like I Zimbra though. E Zimbra. E Zimbra. I Zimbra. Yeah, yeah I like that song. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. I, I look. I like uh, what's a cross-eyed uh, painless. Mm-hmm. I thought I liked that. I was like, well, that's a one I love. And then I listened to it. Then I'm just like, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't doing it for me as much. I like two songs on it. Those two. No, I like and they're not E Zimbra. E Zimbra's on the other one. The yeah. but yeah. cross-eyed and painless is the one I'm thinking on. Remain in light. Um. Nah, that didn't do it for me. Boo-doot. Me-doot. Boo-doot. Me-doot. Boo-doot. Boo-doot. Me-doot. Me-doot. Now you don't need to listen to the record. There you go. I just did the whole record for you. Did you read, did you read the uh, Chris Franz book? And then you picture a guy doing monster mash over the top. He basically is like Bobby Boris Pickett, David uh, Byrne. Lost my shape. I was walking through the graveyard one night. Picture Bobby Morris picking a giant white suit. Did I read what, Mike? The uh, Chris Franz book. No, I didn't. It's 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 a weird book. He he tells you just about every meal he's had while on tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've, I've never heard it. I've never read a book where. He's telling you about every meal in every yeah. city he's, he play. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? There were good parts. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Okay. Oh, you didn't get mad because you wanted a more conventional uh, Chris Franz uh, <laughs> autobiography and you got one that, that focused on different things? It like the, like the McEnroe help. thing? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was sort of like, why, why is he telling me about the meals? When mm-hmm. he could t- t- tell me some more things about the uh, different shows. Uh, all I can say is if you don't think that movie told you so much about John McEnroe, I don't know what to tell you. It told me about the mechanics of his play, which was interesting. I, I said that. I but said that. Was... It told you everything about the guy's drive. Yeah, but I mean, interviews would have helped. Look, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. That's fine. You go go listen to your Talking Heads record and your your Abe Lincoln record, and have a party over there. You and Jan Wenner and and David Frick and all your Rolling Stone buddies can do a conga line. Go 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 to a conga line through through Midtown Manhattan, crank and remain in light. Yeah. What do you got, caller? Caller, anything else? Uh, yeah, I got a couple more names here. I got, uh, Lewis Black next. Who? Lewis Black? No, Lewis Black's not going on the list. That's a folk Dan crab Ackroyd? apple. Alright, Dan Aykroyd. No, he's not a crab apple. He seems like a, he's like a, a science nerd. I don't know, he reads crab apple to me, but you know, this is trash when we're talking. Alright, Terry Francona. Okay. No, he's, he's mid, mid-level coach. Uh, not All going right. in terms of crab appledom. All right. You know what? You strike out. That's the trash one way. I do have, right. I know it's not October or anything, but I got two cats here. I got muse to give, uh, and a bag of treats if you guys want to hear it. No, hang on till I bring them back in October. We'll do, we'll do cat-tober in October. I Ouch. promise you. All right. Have a good, okay. All right. have a Thanks. great night. Thanks a lot. Thanks a ton. All for right. That. You want to give me five, Pat?
Best show, hi. I wanted to tell you, oh yeah. Oh, I love it. Who who got who got me this guess? Mike, is this you? Mike, did you swing this one, Kurt Vile? No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't do it. I'll, I'll is this you, bro- Pat? I'll get Jell Jello Man. <laughs> oh, don't, that would be like the opposite. Don't get Jello Man. Yeah, Kurt Vile. What's up, Kurt? Hey, I actually I kind of like that Abe Lincoln song. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Actually, no. I um, I got I got like a mesh of your topics in my brain combined right now. I got like. Somebody's like found my movie. That was pretty amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. When we were then, trying to do the thing to help people find the thing they couldn't figure out. Yeah, and somebody figured my movie out. But anyway, I got this song in my head. Um, it's like a Nugget song. Maybe you know it. Lay off the bat, Tom. How's it so, go? It goes. I think I'll die before my time. Oh, and what is that? Oh no, that's that's it's the, it's the birds. That's that's uh that's uh, uh artificial energy off of uh, Notorious Bird Brothers. Really? No, I think I'll die before my time. Yeah, that's what that song. That's yeah. That's that's wow. what that song is. Because Let me I, check. I actually love that record. That has a, a the the Gene Clark song, Truck Stop mm-hmm. Girl. Well, but he didn't write it. But he that song's a heartbreaker. That it's on that record. Kurt, I want to tell you about the lyrics. It goes, "Artificial energy is racing my mind." I've got a strange feeling. I'm going to die before my time. I'm coming off. I'm coming down off amphetamine, and I'm in jail because I killed the queen. Man, I, I can. I feel all those lyrics hard. But yeah, that's such a. Now that I want to say this to anybody, you want an entry point for the birds. You after you know the hits, then maybe you check out like Five D is a good album to check out. I think. But I think you go right. Notorious Bird Brothers, I think, is the best Birds album. That's crazy because, yeah, I always would go to that Gene Clark song, but I guess I, I rarely listened front to back because I got it a little later, and that song affected me so much. But early on in my life, like my early 20s, I lived in Boston for a couple of years, and all these kids were going to college, and I was driving a forklift. I was like, and I, like, they're playing all this music. It sounded like hip, like, uh, I don't know, like, nugget stuff. Everybody acts like they're so cool. But, uh, meanwhile, I'm just driving a forklift. But that's, so that, it always seemed like a nugget jam to me. So thank you. No, well, I mean, it's, I mean, you think about it, it's, it's, uh, it's nuggets adjacent. I mean, they were on the scene. Yeah, well, that truck stop girl is a heartbreaker, too, because, like, Gene Clark, who invented the B bender, like, you know, that bender on the, on the, uh, telecaster guitar that, that makes it real, like, mm-hmm. you know, real, like, uh, twangy. But anyway, yeah. that song, Truck Stop Girl, and then, like, the way he died, like, he got died, he, like, 
reunited with his band or something and and um got hit by a truck like loading out his car very young yeah that's that's awful gene look gene clark was such a brilliant singer and songwriter and was just such a such a, a amazing person uh and the, it's amazing that his role in the birds was so relatively diminished because of Cross, because Cross drove him out. Did he? Cross? Yeah. It's good to know. Yeah. Another, another nail in the coffin for the Cross. Come on, Cross. At some point, you gotta, you gotta be a nice guy, Cross. Yeah. Nope. They used to, I only know all this stuff from books, but part of the way he was, <laughs> he was brought up. Uh, his parents were mean to him, you know, uh, so he had a lot to prove. Uh, they would leave a note on the fridge that said, no food for you, fatty. <laughs> his parents did that to him. Yeah, he, look, he had a rough, he had a rough, uh, he had a rough go of it. But at some point, you gotta drop the, you gotta drop it. You gotta calm down. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Philly? This guy's from Philly. Anyway, that's cool. But listen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This oh, guy's that from Philly, man. <laughs> Sometimes we forget, yeah. We don't, we gotta explain it to other people, but you were the yeah. cause. That the I went on your, your, your big New Year's show at Philly mm-hmm. dressed as David Crosby and just walked around stage like I was in outer space. Yeah. Well, was, yeah, we should, let's, um, Make some kind of track where you do a sound collage, and I'll give you something, and we'll make some kind of acid house jam. That's what I want to do. Oh, my God. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do that for 2021. That's one of our things we'll do, without a doubt. Yeah. I would love that yeah. so much. Oh, and, you know, I think, you know, somebody who loves you, who's a big star that maybe would we could get to call on your show sometime is Kesha, the pop star. She's who I love, but. Just tell me much well, I like how she likes you. I like Kesha. Oh my god. I would love to talk to Kesha in a second. That'd be unbelievable. She Kesha's yeah. awesome. Cool. Let's do it. And well you have your EP came out. It came out in on vinyl a week or so ago? Yeah, it came out uh yeah, I guess it came out this week or so. Yeah. It's out. It's so exciting. And it's a it's such a great record. Thanks, bro. When's the, when's, what's next? What's next? You working on a a full length? Yeah, I'm working on a full length. I really got, I really got the home production going on. I got somebody helping me here. Couple spaces. I I did push back, uh, a tour a little bit. I I think I'm going to release like an EP or something this year. And then like on the top of next year, release a full length. I can't say for sure. But there's going to be a lot of music coming out, and we're take, taking it slow. I'm going to come out to L.A. Maybe I'll see you in the spring. I'm, but I'm just working pretty nonstop at a good pace. And I, I'm listening awesome. to your show every week. It's so good. And the whole the whole crew over there, I know they're not getting your stars maybe, but I bet you guys are all awesome family. Really funny. Well, uh, well, even, well even Kurt, you're me. sweet. You're sweet. Uh, I kind of wish you didn't say things nice about them. But, um, I know, but I couldn't help it because, like, it's, it's all pretty entertaining for one. 
Yeah. So well, you're look, Kurt. We're going to do more. You and me are going to have a good year. We're going to have a good year, 2021. Holy and then we're going to launch right into 2022. I can say this, Kurt Vile, and we're not going to say a peep about anything else. You're one of the few humans on this planet who read my book, and I'm going to say this. One word, in one word, give one word to sum up this book that comes out in later this year. What is your, what is your one word summation of my book? It never ends. Dude, I, I can't, I can't give it one word, but I could just say, man, you told your, you're telling your story the Tom way and you know, you're telling the story the Tom way like nobody else could tell it. It's like, it's got your humor and it's, it's heavy too. It's all those things like, you know, it's, it's, it's the Tom way. The dude, oh. you're telling your story, and people, all your fans, I don't know, it's going to break their heart in the best way. Like, not even oh. saying things are sad or what, but it's... Well, you're uh, sweet. You're sweet. You're so yeah. sweet. Yeah. Oh, my God, Kurt. I can't. I'm. We're going to have a good year, buddy. Yeah. And, hey, lastly, you should listen to that Steely Dan song, Only a Fool Would Say That, because that's actually a really good song. Even Jeff, okay. who hates Steely Dan. All right, I'll write it down. I'll listen to it. Only a fool would say that. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, you have a great bye. night. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. All right, bye. Good guy. Good guy. Mike, Pat, Jason, you had nothing to do with him coming on the show. But he had some kind things to say. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. Sounds like a, a lot of people have read this book, Tom. He read it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I, uh, you want me to tell you God's honest truth? I didn't know you could read. Well, it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Look, I'll say this, and I'm, I'm being completely honest. Six months ago, you were bragging to me that you were finally up to the letter S in the. Like learning your letters. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's still got, this still guy's got like six or seven to go. I want to throw a, like a grown up book in front of him. Like the, he's going to say, I know the H, I know the E, I don't know what that thing is at the front of it. What is that? It looks like a weird, looks like a, a, a tree a little bit. In this book, like what are we talking? Is it large print? Because I can do that really good. No, it's regular size print. See, that's the whole oh, thing. Yeah. Now, Jason, you're a TV uh, addict. You're, I am. you're a you're a news junkie and a TV addict. I've been watching a lot of uh, Pluto TV. I love Pluto. You know what I? You know what I would say? This. Why did I? Why do I keep saying that? How did that enter my thing that it's the, my default thing? I say, I'll say this. That was my impression of you, too, those three words. I'll say this? Yeah, remember I did my impression of you? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that should have been a time, that should have been a time when you, you stopped doing it, right? You mean like you, you made me smoke cigarettes? Like you caught me smoking a cigarette, you made me smoke the whole pack? <laughs> yeah, I turned a mirror. Is there a, a, a now, Jason? Pluto TV ain't got nothing to. You got to watch all those lousy commercials, right? Uh yeah. I don't think there. I don't think there's a pay like a way to pay for it. I think that's how they get you. 
And this is some low-grade commercials on this thing, too. Eye cancer. Watch a thing. They show these bloody eyeballs. I'm like, what? What is this? This is who? Who's? I don't. This product does not apply to me. Are you dying? Like that's like what the commercials are like. Were you defrauded in a medical procedure and you? Can't walk anymore. It's like, it's like the commercials are so extreme on it. It's like, man, I could get some ad time on Pluto TV. A lot of mesophilioma. A lot of mesophilioma. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of wear your mask ads. Did you name it the Medicare ad? I didn't see that one. Were you watching Pluto TV too, Mike? Now, what's on Pluto TV? Everything. Yeah? You flip by it, and they have all these channels. They literally have a Doctor Who channel on this thing. Oh, God. Which is wonderful. <laughs> I'm out. No, but that's not the only Mike, they have everything on it. Everything. That's not my favorite channel. What's your favorite channel? The Wings my channel? Favorite, the, the which one? The Wings? Wings? Yeah. I do like the Wings channel. I do. But I like the channel. What is it like? Slow ride or something? It's it's the, just the train. Have you watched that one? I have not watched that. It's just a train rolling it is by. Just a train going through like Finland or Sweden. Just like going through all. It's that's all it is. Well, this is. I got to check this train channel out tonight. It's so calming. It's it's amazing. I'm trying to find the name of it right now. Slow ride. Is that song playing on <laughs> that it? That plays the whole Take time. Take it easy. So, yeah, I'll check out this Pluto TV. It's a, it's a real garbage dump uh, for everything, but it's good. If you're interested in watching season four of uh, Surreal Life, this is the place for you. Um, every episode of the Rifleman. Yeah, there you go, Chuck Connors fans. Every episode. And I'm going to talk more about Pluto TV next week. I'm just scratching the surface here. I probably shouldn't have even brought it up because I want to go in-depth with it. Have you gone in-depth with Cozy yet? No. No. Is that the same thing? <laughs> well, mm-hmm. they, got a whole, they, they have a whole afternoon of uh, Michael Landon shows. Little House on the Prairie. Highway, Highway to, to Hell, whatever that show was. Highway to Heaven. Highway you know, to I, Heaven. <laughs> yeah. I never saw that show before. You know the premise, right? He's an angel. Mm-hmm. Come to Earth to do God's bidding. Yeah. So, so he goes into these towns. And I guess mm-hmm. I think I saw, I, I saw the first episode. And I got, I got drawn in, I have to admit. Uh, and he's, he's at a nursing home. And he's trying to, you know, you see all these depressed people at the nursing home. He goes in there and he brings them all to life. He's got them gardening, doing this and that. And then he's got this nice nurse there, an assistant who, who sort of gets put down by the uh, the manager. And she starts falling for him. And I'm like, well, how's this going to end? Because, you know, the angel can't hang out and get married, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I got pulled in. I'm like, how's he going to make the split here? Mm-hmm. So he disappears. 
Okay. But this new cute guy moves into his apartment and the lady who was just falling for him, all of a sudden she like forgot all about him <laughs> and she's moving on to this next guy, you know, like, like he didn't break her heart. You know, it's like, really? It wasn't very believable. This sounds like a pile of trash that I want nothing to do with. But yeah, no, no, you're right though. That John McEnroe documentary was lacking in certain things, but by all means, go, let's go a little deeper into highway to heaven. This is, this is where this guy's at. And this is why this guy infuriates me like no other human on this planet. He puts me down for liking this, this amazing John McEnroe documentary that's on criterion for another week. As if I'm like, I'll have to do a, a poll. As if I don't get uh, it. As if I don't get what 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 it was. I'll, and I'll then, <laughs> but then now he's gonna go in depth on <laughs> mid mid career Michael Landon shows. <laughs> I'll do a poll. Amazing or pretentious? And people can weigh in. You do a poll. I don't care. <laughs> poll can say a thousand percent pretentious. Zero. Amazing. I don't care. I liked it. I know. Mike, that's all that matters. I liked it. You like Highway to Hell. I like <laughs> Criterion Channel. You like Cozy TV. We're yeah. two different people. Yeah. It's fine. But we, agree, we agree to disagree. We agree to disagree. Yeah, just like you think the Talking Heads album is the uh, is the apex of funk. I don't. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, I said it's the best Talking Heads album. Mike, uh, Pat, what do we got going on here? What do we got? What, 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 what do you make of all this madness? I haven't seen it. Um, and I, I haven't checked out Criterion yet, so I should. And But it's only on another week, you said? Another week, yeah. But you know what? If you want to see it, Pat, I'll, I'll pay for you to see it if it's on another service. Well, thank you. Do you have a, do you have a Criterion Channel membership? I have a code, an, a coworker gave me that I still haven't uh, dove in on yet. I'm just gonna send. I'm gonna send you twenty bucks. You get your own subscription. All right. Because well, unlike these other, unlike these other two, Pat, you're above the fray. Well, thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> Got one's moaning. I didn't send them the book. Got another guy's bringing down everything I like. And he's, these are, these are the two guys. You look at the two of one, one got David Crosby to call for three minutes and he wasn't even sure where he was, to be honest. The other one got some guy for, the, for, threw up on David Lynch's shoes to call up. He didn't know where he was. And you couldn't get him off the line. He wanted to stay the whole time. It's a classic call. Went deep. Yeah, we really went deep. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I don't want either of you. I tell you right now, I'll tell you, don't get me. Don't get me um, Ariel Pink. I don't want him. How about Craig Carton? He's back on the air. Oh, that loser. No, I don't want that <laughs> bum. Have you seen that documentary? Yeah, I saw it. Was, you know, did you like it? Oh, no, I hate it. It's terrible. Yeah, okay. Although I probably, I, I probably would have gave him uh, 1500 uh, bucks to go to Atlantic City. Atlantic City, and, yeah. In double. <laughs> This guy, Craig Carton, he, look, he had a problem. He had a gambling addiction. It's yeah. terrible. And, but he was just a real mess. But he was also one of these guys who, like, 
He's one of these guys who was just like, oh, he's such a jerk. But he's a nice guy in real life. He's a nice guy. We sure he's a nice guy in real life? We're sure, so sure about that. And he works with this, this, uh, works with this, this, uh, snowman carved out of butter, uh, Boomer Esiason. It's like if you took a giant, a seven foot block of butter and carved it and tried to carve a Frankenstein out of it, you'd end up with, uh, Boomer Esiason. One of the, one of the truly talentless people in, of our era, of our age. And like if you watch this documentary, you're like, we were doing comedy all the time, and it's like it'll be Boomer Esiason with like a hat on, and yeah. Craig Hart will be going like, and it's like these are like, these are the best clips of the comedy you guys were doing. Oh yeah, terrible. We were number one. It's like, well, you know, number one don't mean a whole lot. Trump sure packed out that uh, Capitol. Yeah, that was Trump was number one in the ratings that day over at the Capitol. So full house. He's back though, just as bad. It's terrible. Well, God bless him. God, I hope he's. Uh, I hope he turns a corner. He's got a new sidekick. What? Well, what's his new sidekick? Uh, I can't think of his name. Evan something. He's terrible too. Oh, that guy from WFAN. Yeah, that guy's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat, how many more calls do we have? We got to go fast through these. Uh, unfortunately, we got a full phone bank, but I uh, put a couple people on telling them that they might not get on. So. Well, everybody's getting on, but we're going super fast. All right. I'm going to go oldest to soonest. Thank you. Pat's a class act. I like how Pat runs the show. He doesn't make it about himself. He knows he knows where the he knows how the bread's buttered over here. You wish it would be nice if some other people uh, took a page out of Pat's book. Professional, elegant, charming, above the fray. Who do we got? Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Andy in New Hampshire. Andy in New Hampshire. What do you got for me? I had a, a couple for the crab apple list. Let's hear them. Tommy Lee Jones. That's a crab apple. Uh, put him at number 30, please. Number 30. Who else you got? Harlan Ellison. No, I'll take your word for that. Uh, I, no, actually, I know. No, Harlan Ellison, Harlan Ellison, definitely a crab apple. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, number 46, Harlan Ellison, please. Anyone else? I had one more. It was a long shot, but uh, I thought if I, if uh, you uh, didn't care for the first two, I'd throw it out. It's, uh, you know, I'm sure you know the show, Billy on the Street. Yeah, what are you going to say, Billy Eichner? No, I was going to say Elena. Elena from Billy on the Street. I feel like we have better versions of Elena on this list already. Okay. All right, thank you though. You did you did well. Thanks so much. Have- okay, good. You too. Good night. Next call, please. Hello. Hello. Hi. Best show. You're on. Oh, hi, Tom. Uh, this is Ben in Sacramento. Hi, Dan. What do you got for me? Oh, Ben. B E N. Ben. Okay, Ben. What do you got? 
Um, I had a crab apple, and then actually regarding last week's semi-topic, I had a, a, a Trump pardon story. All right, let's hear the crab apple first. Um, well, you had um, some coaches and retired athletes, but no current. Okay, who do you got? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Huh, that is a good. Yeah, Russell Russell Westbrook's a definite crab apple. Put him at number. Uh, put him at number seventeen, please. Sixteen. Sixteen for Russell Westbrook. Okay, and what's your what's your uh, part or your story, real quick? Oh, um, I was on a family Zoom call over the weekend and uh, found out that uh, my dad went to high school with a guy who was on the pardon list, um, Patrick Swisher, who apparently uh, he had a a toilet sanitizing business and then got busted for tax fraud, and uh, Trump just pardoned him. Well, God bless God bless him and his toilets. Thanks for the call. We made the list. I appreciate it. Have a Next good one. call. Hello, Best Show. Hello. How's it going, Tom? Hi, welcome. Good. Who's this? This is Eric calling from Canaan, New York. Eric, who do you got for the list? Tupac Shakur. Is he a crab apple? Definitely. I don't know. He didn't suffer He liked to party. Okay. Kind of ornery. Okay. Who else you got? Anyone else? Denzel Washington. No, he's not a crab apple. Who else you got? I don't know. That's it, I guess. I appreciate you tried. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, buddy. Final call, best show. Let's go. Uh, Hi, Tommy Woody from Rochester, New York. Uh, I can be very quick. Let's hear it. All right. uh, I got one for the topic. I don't think I heard anybody say Henry Rollins yet. Yeah, Henry Rollins has to go on the crab apple list. Uh, Put him in number eight, please. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. Okay. Great job. Uh, oh, well, thank well, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, uh, somebody called me Jansen or Jensen from Rochester a couple weeks ago, and I thought I knew every best show fan in Rochester, including your friend Caitlin who called earlier. You know, you know Caitlin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's one of my well, was friends. Caitlin, well, to, uh, c- c- clarify, Pat says that Caitlin was just making fun of me straight up. No, 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 that's what she's like. That's, that's, that's not a persona or a, or a bit or anything. That's what she's like 100% of the time. And she she loves you and uh, and Julie and Double Threat and the best show like you would not believe. So I, okay. maybe she was a little nervous, but 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 she loves you. Well, that's fine. I'll tell Caitlin I said uh, all the best to you in your future endeavors. I will, okay. Okay. Well, you have a great night. I appreciate it. You do. All right. So I would say you have put... Crab Apple, put me at number two, please. Four spots left. Yeah. We got one, 17, 29, 31. I don't know. We could fill it out. I don't know. We'll fill it out. We'll fill it out during the week. 
and we'll reveal the list during the, we'll reveal the list on Twitter in a couple days. Oh, what about Red Fox? Yeah, Red Fox is good. Put Red Fox in number 17, please. Can we slip Lee Harvey Oswald in there? No, we can't. I was talking, you know, what about like when he was in New Orleans with the pro uh, Castro commie tracks he was passing out? I mean, you know, people are there to party and he's, you know. Yeah, right. No. Bothering no. him in the streets. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm not putting, I'm not putting Lee Harvey Oswald on our crab apple list. Are you going to say John Wilkes Booth next, Mike? No, I mean, I'm talking about a specific time in Lee Harvey Oswald's life when he was in New Orleans passing out. Mike, I'm just going to say, do you think, <laughs> do you think there, track. do you think there are 50 people crabbier know, people than him? People will know exactly what, what you meant by putting him on the list. He's a pretty crabby dude. I mean, then he became an assassin, yes. Okay. You mean his later work? You're right. I'm out. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm leaving my own show. All right, my friends. Thanks for listening. The best show is done. You may go in peace. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Uh, best show will be back next week. We've got a good one planned for you. Got some exciting stuff coming up. Debut of a song from a friend. It's going to be cool. Thanks everybody who called and we will be back next week. Bye.